Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by One Shining Podcast. That's right. We bought ad time on our own podcast to tell the people, Tate, that we are going on tour. We've told them for weeks. On tour, on tour, on tour. It seems like the people of Chicago got the message. Uh, We sold out our Chicago show in less than a day. Um, We still have tickets available in other cities, though. Columbus is going fast. I heard that Columbus has a handful of tickets left. So if you live in Columbus, Ohio... Buy your tickets. What's um, the translation to a handful? I know a couple is two, a few is three, or, you know, is, is a handful like five? A handful is like, there are still tickets left, but please get them now and don't make it seem like there's a lot left mm-hmm. because like you got to find like that sweet spot to where yes. you're like, I got great news, folks. There's still tickets left. But then as a fan, uh, you're listening and you're hearing like, wow, there are a lot of tickets left. Am I going to be the only one with the show? Are these guys not as successful as I thought they were? Um, so that's why I say a handful and it like brings it back down. It's like whatever that sweet spot is, that's what a handful means. That's what I meant by that. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, in all seriousness, uh, there, I, I was actually talking to the people at Columbus. They're not about to, there are a few tickets left. Just, we'll put it that way. A few. Yeah. Just, buy, buy the tickets. Just a few. I'll put it this way. We are going to sell out the Columbus show. It's going to happen. I, I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to happen. So if you want tickets... You have a few days left to probably. This get is them. a real I would, I would knock on your integrity yeah, right now. Integrity. <laughs> They're coming at your integrity hard. Uh, so we're gonna be at the Funny Bone, Columbus, Ohio, Friday, November second. It is the day after an exhibition game for the basketball team. A day before a home football game. Uh, it's great. It'll be fun. Uh, Chris Holtman's coming. Greg Oden is coming. They're gonna be on our show. We are going to have Greg. A good time. If I read that, I would have said Greg Oden is coming. Andrew Dockage coming. You're top billing to me, Greg. Andrew Dockage was texting He's me saying like, "How can I?" Get on to the stage, and I was like, I don't know, just run onto the Scene, stage. Twelve forty-seven yeah. <laughs> p.m. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it'll be a fun time in Columbus. We will also be at Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, tickets still available there. Saturday, November third. <laughs> so many at the tickets. So many tickets. <laughs> if you are even close to Louisville, if you can, if you're twenty minutes away from Louisville, and we know how twenty minutes means on this program, you should come to the show. We're we're, we're laughing. We're there. laughing because the scheduling of the Louisville show uh, was, uh, let's just say, suboptimal. Um, not. Not the best, but that's okay because we're there. And if you want to come see us, we will be there. We will have fun. We have a Mike Rutherford come, a uh, big Louisville fan. He's gonna, he's gonna talk to us about. We we basically have to have someone that represents Louisville be on stage with us, so that way when we make Patino jokes, it's like we're not we don't feel like outsiders. It feels like we're part of the group, you know. So we do have two pending invitations that are still out right now uh, for that show that we're waiting to hear from. Mm-hmm. One of them uh, is someone you may know, a Pizza King franchise, a, a man that apparently he would have come if the show was in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Another guy, you know, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, you know. Uh, we are also we are also going to be in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Bluebird on Sunday, November fourth, at seven p.m. Uh, I just got confirmation. I, I teased it on a couple shows ago. I said we we're going to have a fiery former Indiana head basketball coach and who's known for his stubborn ways and et cetera. And then um, Tom Crean. Someone got really – and then like someone listened to that pod and they tweeted at me and they're like, oh, God damn it. Is Dockage going to be there? <laughs> yeah, it was the first tweet. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I should be upfront with everyone and transparent. We are having Dan Dockage. Um, I know that he is – I think it was Andrew Dockage yeah, that tweeted yeah, that. Yeah, Andrew Dockage. like, oh, shit, is my dad going to be there? Um I know Dockage is a divisive guy. I love him. Uh, that's why we're, we're going to have him at the show to talk to him about how much people hate him. And uh, hopefully he uh, opens up and has fun with us. He, he has no idea who I am, but he loves yeah. that I call him coach. Yeah. I only call him coach. Yeah, it's so, going gonna, it's gonna it to be, be a good show. So do, even if even if you're one of the people that's like, I find Dockage annoying, um, our goal is to make you not find him annoying. 
Uh, and then we will be finally in Chicago. It is sold out, um, but I'm going to mention it anyway just to remind people that we did sell out a show in less than a day, Tate. So never forget that. We still matter. No matter what happens at these other three cities, we did it. We arrived. One so, for four. Uh, we'll be at Chicago and Zany. So if you, if you know someone, if you have a way to get tickets on the black market or something, try to do that. Um, maybe there's a way. Or you can just try to sneak in the night of the show. I don't condone it, but it is something you can do. Let's be honest. Kyle's going to take some smoke breaks, and he'll probably open the door. He'll let you in. Kyle will let cracked. you in in the I'll back. I'll leave it cracked. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm not going to beg that people come to see us on tour. I, I won't do it. Uh, but uh, the, the, the whole entire company rests on this tour being a success and they've told us that they said if this isn't a success our company might go under the podcast might go under um so please if you're if you want to come see us don't hesitate we, we promise we've been working actually very very hard to plan for these shows and they're going to be different than regular podcasts and we have a lot of fun ideas and um so if you're wondering like why would i want to go to a show and watch two guys just sit there and talk about the fbi that's not necessarily what's going to happen. We'll still probably do that, but we do have like some other ideas, and it's going to be different. And we want to make it worth your money. That was the Bill Self yeah. press conference from yesterday. Because I, I put I've myself, I put myself in the shoes of the other people, and I'm like, if I would, what would it take for me to want to go see a live podcast? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, we're trying to make a show that people would uh, actually want to come see. So, check that out if you haven't already. Please uh, come see us. We would love to meet all you guys. Um, in the meantime, we are doing today part two of our preview, college basketball preview. A quadrant three part two <laughs> yeah quadrant three part two of the 100 teams that we mm-hmm. care about and you know like we know as we go through these numbers it's all arbitrary it makes no sense so even as we were going through the list last yep. night getting ready for this we were laughing at how it made no sense we set the list like a week ago and then as we're going prepping for the list we we're like why the hell did we put these teams at this spots and neither one of us could really figure it out so just as a reminder the numbers don't actually matter until we get to like the 30 range uh, and then at that point if you want to get mad at us get mad at us but um these are the 100 teams that we find the most interesting if you missed it part one we did our number 100 through 76 in part one on Tuesday. Go check that out. Uh, we will be doing number 75 through 51. Is that how the math works mm-hmm. out today? Yes. Uh, so we're going to get in all that. We're going to talk a little bit at the top about um, some of the news going on in college basketball. Um, but yeah, we're doing our previews. But first, Jim Bayon. All right, Tate, real quick before we do the the previews, uh, we gotta we gotta talk about the ongoing trial, which actually is not ongoing anymore. That's the whole point of why we're talking about it today. Um, the verdicts are in on the first trial in the FBI stuff. Uh, guilty, <laughs> <laughs> and they're guilty. Guilty is the verdict, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where um, we stand on all counts too. It was like everyone was guilty. Um, so what does this mean is the question for people who don't follow it, don't know. I mean, people, I, there are, not to inflate our egos, but I feel like there are a lot of people who just listen to the, our podcast and that's all they really know about this FBI trial. And to those people, I say, God bless you. We love you. Um, but now they're, now they're saying, cool, the, the verdict is guilty. What does that mean, Titus and Tate? And to that, I say, Tate, would you like to tell the people or do you want me to tell the people? Nothing. It means nothing. It basically means nothing. It means that, so in technical terms, it means that the jury ruled that these guys, these B-list hustlers, um, were uh, defrauding universities Mm -hmm. by making players ineligible, and then the universities then give the scholarships to those players under the guise that the players will be eligible. And so these, these 
the guys that were found guilty defrauded and and because they were like wiring money there's like wire fraud transfer basically that's the gist of it so the implication there then becomes that if they're guilty of defrauding the universities that means the universities didn't know that this was going on which, I'm sorry, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah. Which Said is, every university yeah, yeah. that's a part of the NCAA member, you know, institutions. Uh, in the words of Jim Beheim, he says, the verdict doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that, folks. Just remember that. So that, that, that is, that's where we're starting a baseline from. The verdict doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. All it's going to do now is basically get guys like Bill Self to go on the offensive. Right. Bill Self had a press conference yesterday in response to, because what they've been able to do since the trial's been going on is say, I can't say anything. It's an ongoing trial. Things are still playing out. Mm-hmm. We'll monitor the situation. That's the best answer. So that's what everyone was doing at ACC Media Days. That's what everyone's been up to. Well, they come out and they say, hey, we got an idea. How about we just blame Adidas? <laughs> and then Adidas was like, well, well, don't really like blame us. Like, How about we just blame, blame those guys, guys that work yeah. for us? And then those guys are like, what? what? <laughs> like, I was doing my job. Yeah. No, no, no. They, you saw the text message. They're like, yeah. uh, not permissible in court. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Well, yeah. you guys are done. So that's where we're at. So basically, blame Adidas. Adidas, blame the guys. And now these guys are going to, the fall guys. Yep. These are the three fall guys, the three stooges. They all go down. And now everyone has to answer because the investigation is, the trial is now over. over yeah. So now you can the answer first the, the first trial's the, over. The first trial's over. There are more trials to come. There's one to come. in April is the next one, I think. Anyway, go And on. they're going to answer, you yeah. know, now they have to answer the questions basically at this point. So Bill Self is like, I'm, I've am i never paid a player. This is not yeah. what we do with this program. I had no idea. Yeah. Everyone at ACC Media Days, they're just like, we had no idea. It is funny to watch the coaches toe the line between, um, you, can't, you can't be completely ignorant because then you get just as roasted and everyone knows your bullshit and we're like I had no idea that that this was even going on in college basketball that I had no idea that like players are getting paid to go to schools this is I'm shocked by this because when you play that thing everyone's like bullshit I'm reading right through it but at the same time if you're like oh yeah I knew this was going on this is part of the game then everyone's like what do you mean it's part of the game Mm -hmm. are you a player in this game Mm -hmm. so it's hilarious to watch the coaches try to like find that middle ground where they basically I made this joke on the thing on the last podcast where they're basically just saying like let me ask you, media, what is it that you want me to say? Yes. Because just let's just assume that I said that and just write that down for me and uh, let me let me go on my way because I have no idea what the hell to say right now. <laughs> to put this in terms for people that don't quite understand, it's as if all these guys, all these coaches, all these schools, they have all the space cash. Yeah. And the aliens keep <laughs> coming back cash. down and they keep asking. They're like, do you guys uh, you guys see any of the space cash? like, Oh, uh, space cash. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Space cash. I have no idea. And they're like, uh, well, Mexico, a.k.a. Uh, UNLV, they have a bunch of $150 million new facilities. You know, what's going on there? What's up with that? They're like, it was produced- hey, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, you got to tell us if you build that. You know, and it's and they're hiding the space cash. They don't want to act like they have no idea where it is. But at the end of the day, we all are the aliens that came and were like, we know. Oh, we know that you did, have the space yeah, cash. It's uh, Purdue Day of Giving. Oh, no, not <laughs> Finland. The, it's the Purdue Day of Giving, dude. It's yes. just all the money just comes in. You yes, don't have to... and that's and that's <laughs> what they're living under. And you talked about the three co- – the, the coaches are all playing the media game. Jim Beheim, if you don't believe that they're all playing the game right now, Jim Beheim went down to North Carolina, a place – Kyle, you're going to have to bleep this – a place that he called bum <laughs> North Carolina the first time he had to go down there. And he was there yesterday in Charlotte – 
mm-hmm. sitting around. He's like, I, and they're they're like, we know you. Now all the media is like on us. They're like, Jim, you know, we, little wink, wink. Yeah. We know you don't. We know you don't like being down here. And he's like, no, that's not true. Yeah, he's like, I've actually, you know, yeah. I, I feel a part of the ACC now. I, I enjoy. I feel like I owe some apologies to Greensboro. It was Greensboro, North Carolina. That he, you know, he's like, why that? Why am I going to fly down to Greensboro when I could play in New York? And so he's being all chummy, chummy. Roy's playing the, you know, good old boy, you know, f- you know, all shucks. Like basically, basically the front, you know, he was the, right. he was the front man for So it's the three of them: it's Beheim, K, Roy, and they're together. They're basically like the Allied forces, right? It's like France, England, U.S. They don't really get along, but when it comes down to it, it's like we gotta yeah. we gotta get together right now and really lock in. Obviously, Coach K is London and England and pompous. You know that. You know who they are. <laughs> you know that. You know that. Beheim is definitely in France. He's just pissed off all the time uh, and annoyed with people. Um, and then, of course, the great oh, US wow, of A. Wow, that's, that's weird how that worked out. Yeah, your, your of course. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, they were just hilarious yesterday. They were all playing the game. But the man that answered the bell... And he definitely listened mm-hmm. to what I don't. He listened to somebody in the national media because he called him the national media. <laughs> saying this is for the local guys. I don't care about the national guys. Us. He doesn't care about us. We don't care about you either. But I do. <laughs> but, but I did. That's true, Coach K. Come on the pod. <laughs> but I love I, you. But I did care about what he did yesterday, which was my Coach K. This is my Coach K. Mm-hmm. He heard the the response. He didn't like it. He didn't like the way that people mm-hmm. were talking about. It. He didn't like that we said and called him out. And he said. I used the term blip. He used the term blip. Yeah, you did. You used a blip. You said it was a blip. A blip is nothing. Guess what he does? Turns it on us. He says, I'm a military man. I was in a military family. When I think about a blip, you know what I'm thinking about? Bombs, son. Yeah. Bombs. A radar. He, it's yeah. a radar. Guess what? A blip on a radar is a bomb. Yeah. And so Coach K can now play the game blip or bomb. I, it can be both. I know that this word Genius. means to most people st- Something that haven't been in the military and don't care about this country and don't care about college basketball and don't care about fundamental values. If you think that when I said blip, I meant it was a small deal. You don't support the troops. That's what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. He's a genius. That's why he's the best. That's why he's the greatest coach of all time. So for everything I said in the last podcast, I was upset. I'm glad that it led to a response by Coach K. And I'm glad he addressed it because, again, blips can be bombs. Bombs can be blips. Yeah, but only if you grew up in a military family. For most people, it means one thing, but actually, for those of us who love the troops, it means a, a complete polar opposite thing. Yes. So, uh, which side do you want to fall on, folks? That's my question to you. Genius move by Coach K. Um, yeah, it's it's all uh, it's all very fun. I, th- I think like when you look at the guilty verdicts as a whole, you're wondering, okay, what does this mean? We wanted the coaches to go down. The reason we talk about the coaches, three guys were just declared guilty, and we're talking about Coach K and Jim Beheim and Bill Self because. That's all anyone ever cared about with any of this was like, there's the scandal hits, FBI's coming. Cool. Does this mean people are going down? And as it turns out, it's the B-list hustlers. So what does this mean, people are asking? Is this going to lead to the the Hall of Fame guys going down? The answer is probably not. Um, but if you're trying to be a little optimistic, Tate, maybe the guys being found guilty means like the, the next trials that are coming, those guys realize they're screwed. They're like, that's the precedent. We're fucked. Uh, let's start snitching to try to help with this. Uh, they're going to take like guilty pleas and maybe start snitching. I don't know. Maybe that's the hope. And then they, but there's this code of silence amongst all these guys, and it's the weirdest thing in the world. I don't understand it. I get the code of silence. Like Coach K and Roy don't want to throw each other under the bus. They're the big titans. Like they have a lot to lose. But why would Christian Dawkins not just? Cut? I mean, maybe they kind of are. Like they, I guess Brian Bowen Senior was kind of throwing stuff around, but. Um, Maybe that's the ultimate problem is that there's not enough paper trails and stuff. But I don't know. It's just like there's nothing actually coming of any of this. And then, but people, it's not stopping media from writing their big headlines about how 
what the guilty verdicts mean this for the, the NBA. End. Yes. What the what does the guilty verdicts mean for what's not like no one has any idea what this is actually going to do. To bring it back to the Mayans, we're all treating it like it's 2012 and it's the end right. of the world and and it's going to end. We know it's going to end. It's just facts. Mm. And then it doesn't and we're like, "Well, what was the next prediction prediction someone made about yeah, what the world was right. gonna, where do we get to next? Uh you can just take you can take whatever comes from any of this and make any conclusion you want as to what is to come you can be like oh shit guilty verdicts that means you, you know people are like oh so the ball's in the NCAA's court now they have all the evidence they need to drop the hammer and or you can be like us and be like honestly the NCAA's going to do nothing because there's like not really a lot of paper a lot of damning evidence it's just a lot of hearsay and the NCAA's going to probably say that and then everything's going to be fine well and they're just going to no say i didn't hear it so yeah. i'm not going to yeah. talk about it yeah and exactly. they monitored the situation what we have here is basically what they've decided to do with this whole situation, what was presented was this whole, we're going to really dive into the mud, yep. and we're going to figure out what's going on here. We, we see what, what's happening. And then they took a step in. They're like, this is quicksand. Uh, yeah. Let's get the let's get know, out, let's get, let's let's get get out of here. Let's, let's, get, let, out. let's yeah. get out. And so now they've isolated the incident to, okay, it's this one company, Blame Adidas. It is this guy, Roko. Mm-hmm. It is who murders. Murders. He also he <laughs> keeps making death references also in this. He was like, we knew the guy was dead to rights when he was 14 years old because he'd already been sold off to another AAU team when talking about tugs. Yeah, he needs right. to work on his uh, yeah, it's, his rhetoric a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> stop saying dead and murders. I mean, in, in the courtroom. Like, the yeah. jury is not going to be like, this guy's definitely guilty. I don't know if he's guilty of this, but he's definitely guilty like, of something. Yeah, he's doing the exact opposite. You know the movie where, like, criminals will get, like, a haircut and put on glasses and a suit yes. when they come into the court? He's, yes. like, doing the exact opposite where he is just coming in talking about murders and shit. He's wearing the, the style yeah. shirt from yeah. Team Wolf, Life Sucks, Then You Die. Yeah. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, and he's like, this man did it. I know not <laughs> I don't the case. He did it. He's killed. <laughs> Boo this man. Uh, so that's all. That's all set up for those guys. Like they basically made it so the NCAA can say it yeah. has been solved by the FBI. These are the guys. These are the perpetrators. These are the ones that have done it. Which gets back to the point: if you defrauded the university, Bill Self is an employee of the university. Mm-hmm. Bill Self is a victim. <laughs> Is a victim. He's a victim of all this. <laughs> Apologize to Bill Self, please. He was, we all please apo- They were all agreeing. Like, basically, <laughs> it, the crux of the argument is basically these guys are going to these institutions to make That's those institutions saying, yeah. millions of dollars. Adidas is an institution that wants these same kids to make them millions of dollars, but they have to put them through this portal uh-huh. and then try to catch them on the other side when they're maybe not as valuable as they were at a certain point and then try to make money off mm-hmm. them. So they're getting a raw deal in the end anyway. Yep. Yep. It, and they just had people sentenced by the FBI. Yeah. It's yeah. And what what is the show for it? What have we learned? Like what is what is going to change? Nothing. Like Condoleezza Rice comes out and is like, we're gonna do you guys should do this stuff. And then she's like, cool, we'll do this stuff. And then the coaches and all the all the teams are like, yeah, sure, wink wink. That's what we'll do. And nothing's going to change. I mean, the thing um, that Roy Williams brought it up yesterday. He's like, I don't think there should be compensation, right? That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. He was like, but if you're using players' likeness, then I think there should be. Which is the the most like if and you know because he talked the, to Peyton Manning because yeah. because he had met with Peyton Manning. This folks, this is not a lie. This is true. This was brought up. He said, "I've been talking to Peyton. You remember Peyton, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched." And he told me when he was at Tennessee, folks, you're not going to believe this. He sold a lot of eighteen jerseys, couldn't believe it, and didn't get a dime. That was the first time Roy ever thought about first this. First time he like, thought about it. It never crossed my mind that my players were having their jerseys sold until Peyton Manning. Mentioned it to me. Um, 
So thank you, Peyton Manning. And, let's uh, and, let's and, get to the previews. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe let's it'll happen. The, let's uh, get to the previews. Because the, the FBI thing, this is going to go on forever. And nothing, like I said, there's nothing that really comes of it. It's, the one last thing we have to do yeah, is, okay. is the LeBron versus Bayheim. Okay, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring that up. LeBron James has this guy. Oh, you big mad, huh? Is yes, that, the that was his yeah. tweet. Mm-hmm. Darius Baisley. No idea what that means. Your boy Baisley, Ohio State commit, yeah. Syracuse commit, spurned one program, spurned a second program. Jim Beheim said a bunch of things about it. it was a bad decision by him. He got offered a $14 million deal that we debunked on Tuesday's podcast. But anyways, he said <laughs> yesterday uh, that he was happy LeBron got him paid in a very sarcastic, you know, smirky way. Again, because Jim Beheim thinks he's yeah. talking to people in bumfuck North Carolina right. who don't have the internet right. and would never tweet such a thing. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, these local reporters. How did that get out? <laughs> he's, like, they'll, he's like, they'll never, they'll never be able to share this with anyone. It gets back to LeBron, and then he quote tweets it and says, "Oh, oh they big mad." Yeah, and I, which I don't, I don't really know what that, but like. I mean, I know, what, I know what it means, but, like, why say it like that? Why not just be like, you seem very upset, Jim. I don't get it. Well, That's, Urban what? Dictionary says being mad as fuck about something or making fun of someone trying to be annoying. That's oh, why so you you're, like, purposely it. trying yeah. to be annoying. Like, okay, well, 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 it works. It works because I read it. I'm like, I have nothing to do with this, but that kind of annoys me that you chose to say it in that manner versus just being like, you seem upset. I don't know. Anyway. And then Buddy Beheim, uh, uh, Jim's son, right? His name Buddy? What's his name? Yeah. Buddy Beheim, uh-huh. who runs Jim's account, I'm sure, responds quickly and is like, I'm not mad. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I'm pulling for the kid. I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. Quickly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not upset. Look at I'm me right bad. now. I'm actually, I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, it's actually very funny to me. Um, yeah, B- Jim Beheim, eventful day for him. Love Jim Beheim. He had a lot of up and down. It was a roller coaster day for Jim Beheim. Uh, it was a good day for, I think, all of us for just being on the... I mean, there was a million things I wanted to talk about, and we had to do these previews. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you're I'm disgusted. Just yell, I'm just yelling like, things out. Oh, God damn it. We have to talk about Iowa today. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can we, can we pass on quad three? Just kidding, quad three. That would be Love funny if we just completely skipped over quad three. <laughs> like, it would be very on brand for us to, to talk <laughs> about the FBI trial for like the thousandth show that we've done on the big bombshell developments in the FBI trial and what has actually come of this. I think Nothing. I have the fix. What? We should start calling them the big blip shells. The blip shells. The yeah. blip shells. Big so therefore, blip. we don't know if huge blip. We today don't know in the FBI because then the the people that were you know groomed in military families would they, they would get it. They would get and it. And that's yeah. those are the only people that matter. Thank you. Support the troops. Thank you. Um, Coach K. All right, Tay, put it back in your pants. I know you're fired up. It, it was at, uh, uh, ACC Media Day yesterday. You were watching all this. It's okay. Calm down. We, we didn't even to to talk about Bill Self, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll no, save it. You're, we'll save you're it. very fired up. I saw that you came in today. You were like Jim Beheim was on a roll. Coach K was on a roll. Roy was just being Roy was doing Roy things. Yeah, you had so many thoughts. Um, but we have to get to the previews. That's what the people want to know. They are very excited to hear us talk about their teams. For a lot of these teams, we're still in quadrant three, quadrant four. That's the range of teams that like this is the only time we'll talk about them all season. It's so, funny that I start laughing as soon as you yeah, start as as saying quadrant. As soon as you I hear the cue like start coming out of your mouth, I start laughing. Quadrant three. Uh no, so this is the only time we're going to talk about a lot of these teams. No disrespect to these teams, but you suck. You're terrible. Um, that's Bobby not true. Luck. Actually, Bo- we're starting yeah. to get into some better teams. I don't know. We'll figure it out. As we said, we numbered these teams. We're just trying to have some fun with it. These are the teams that we're interested in. Um, and let's get into it. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's start with 75, right? Yeah. It's our guy. And it's the question that we've it's, asked from the start it, of the podcast. It is it is a program whose head coach has zero conference titles. Zero. He has zero Final Four appearances. Zero. And yet, many would say, many do say, that he is, in fact, a great college basketball coach. We are talking, of course, about the Baylor Bears. 
the only program that this applies to. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are there are people that say great. Many people are saying he's a great coach. Yeah. Did Scott Drew's wife send an email to, or DM to us? Oh my god, he is I'm, great. Is Scott Drew a great coach? Is Scott new, Drew a great coach? <laughs> is the new that thing, is a yeah. new question. <laughs> well, that, that's the the people who think he's like obviously good. Like that's the rebuttal. If, if I if we sarcastically tweeted, is Scott Drew a good coach? The response would be like, good question mark. He's great. He's been to multiple elite eights. He's had all these McDonald's All Americans and five stars, and he's completely built that program from. He took over the hardest job in the world. That Baylor program at the time, and, and then I would say you're a Homer, yeah. and then you and I would, say, I would say, are you Homer Drew? Are you literally Homer? Um, so Baylor this year they lose uh, Lecomte, Manu, Manu Lecomte. Mm-hmm. We saw him down in the Lecomte. final four of San yeah. Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they lose him. They also lose the guy who I believe in the previews last year I said was going to win Big Twelve Player of the Year, uh, Joe Luol Achuil Jr. <laughs> Did you really? No. Well, that's so what I said. Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't let's, say that. Let's call what I said that was, let's pull that If out. I remember right, was this two years ago? <laughs> I, re- I remember saying something like, I watched him in Maui. I think they played in Maui, or they played in one of those early season tournaments. the Maui bump is real. God damn, what, what, I, I'm, losing, I'm losing my mind. Like, time moves too slow, and I, can't, I have no perspective I remember, of time anymore. I think last but, year, um, I remember saying, like, maybe it was two years ago, I said Tori and Prince would be really, yeah, really good for their there team. Was, there was a moment and, where Oshu will... probably play on the Hawks eventually. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah, go find that, go I'm go sure on, it's out there, yeah. Go find that clip. <laughs> Uh, Will at the time was averaging like nine blocks a game or something. It was like he was averaging like almost a triple double with points, rebounds, and blocks. And I was like, uh, and and we were the way we were structuring our previews was like, give me one bold prediction. And I was like, mm, I'm loving this right. kid. He's gonna do it. He's we winning were so big structured last year. year. This year, I'm like, you should see my notes for Baylor. They're all ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they do lose. He was a good player. He obviously was. A, you know, like it was. Uh, I'm tongue in cheek talking about how good, he, but he actually was good um, for them. They lost the comp. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a down year for Baylor in the sense that it's uh uh what do you want to, you want to call it a rebuilding year? But I I did have this notate. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. The people will find this interesting. They have uh, Makai Mason from Yale has transferred mm-hmm. to Baylor. He is now eligible. Um, and if you if you know the name Makai Mason, you probably know it from Yale played Duke in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I believe this was in in 2016. I think a couple couple years a few years back. Um, but before they played Duke in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Makai Mason played Baylor. Yes. His new team. He dropped 31 on Baylor in the 12 over 5 upset. And then Scott Drew turned to his assistant coach and was like, get that guy on my team. Mm-hmm. We have to do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. get that kid. Because mm-hmm. I will not have that kid. <laughs> if you can get me Deuce Bellow, you can give yeah. me that guy. Make that happen. So that's what happened. Uh, Makai Mason, now, I, I wonder how, like, I wonder how often that gets brought up in practice that he's like, I remember when I torched you guys. Is there anyone on Baylor that he torched? I wonder. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, my research didn't get that far. That's too far, but I mean, he did last year in practice, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure he played against guys last year in practice. So I'm sure that was horrible. They were like, this is uh, my nightmare. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And Scott Drew's like, good job. (laughs) It's like, love this kid. It's like, he's helping our GPA too. (laughs) My goodness. This is all plus territory. Uh, so that is the Baylor scout. You got any other thoughts on Baylor? Yeah, Baylor. Uh, I asked you. This is full disclosure. I said, "Are we sure Scott Drew's not on the hot seat?" And he's that, not on the hot seat, and, and he's not at all. He not can't even be. Close, not even close. They finished twelve in the AP poll two years ago. Right. They've obviously they've been winning twenty games. Every, I mean, if you go through it, you're just like, okay, of course Scott Drew's not on the hot seat. But that comes back to the point. What happened to Baylor being a talking point? I think that it's going to uh, happen Baylor, again. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. Baylor has been a talking point well, the last few uh, years. <laughs> Baylor basketball. Okay. Baylor basketball. Baylor has been a talking point for a while, and I think that's precisely the problem. And they have a guy who 
for all of Scott Drew's faults, he is like a good man. He's a good guy. Good guy of the good week guy, many Scott times Drew, on this yes, program. So many times. Um, and yeah, when you're a school like Baylor, you're like, this could be, this is good PR that this man, I don't know. Every, I, every three years we go to the Sweet 16. That's good for us. What I'm saying is Scott Drew kind of has become like the de facto like Kansas team that's like, well, maybe Baylor has a chance to beat him one time. Yeah. Like outside of West Virginia, it's like maybe Baylor could beat him this one time. He's like Herb Sindek, you know? It's mm-hmm. not really a threat, but they're good enough to maybe if they put things together, they could be good. But the last time that they were picked ninth to finish in the Big 12, which is 10 teams, mm-hmm. again, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Making me so upset. They got picked ninth. The last time in 2009, 2010 yep. season, yep. guess what happened that year? They went to the Elite Eight. Yes, and they lost mm-hmm. to Duke, yep. a team that they should have played that year mm-hmm. when Yale beat Duke or beat Baylor, and then they mm-hmm. you know played Duke, of course. All, all I say all this to say, you're lying. Uh, Baylor is going to have a good year, I believe. When Scott Drew is doubted, Scott Drew rises to it's the great. occasion. When Scott Drew the is great hyped thing, up, the great thing about you falters. saying Baylor's going to have a good year is that we have no idea what a good year means in Baylor basketball terms. It's exactly it's over great. twenty wins. Yeah, over twenty yeah, wins. Like top twenty five. They win twenty one games. You're like, told you it was a good year. Yeah, sweet like, sixteen. People are going to tweet at you and be like, you dumbass. You said Baylor would have a good year, and you're like, they won twenty one games. And I'm going to say, pull year. that Torian yeah. Prince clip from two years ago. <laughs> uh, moving on to another Big Twelve. Big Twelve team with ten teams. Uh, the team that it was picked to finish last, right? I'm calling this them is, the huge ten. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State, the reason Oklahoma State is ahead of Baylor and not the other way around is because of the FBI stuff. Okay. Right? Is that why? Is that I, why? Exactly. Uh, This is the first time in your life that numbers do lie. Th- these numbers, th- there is no, we're just like putting, Oklahoma State's finished, predicted to finish 10th, but the intrigue and the interest is all there because Kevin Durant talked about him this offseason. Did you see that? That was a big yeah. deal. He said that it was top five places he had ever played. Marcus Smart did not agree, but <laughs> Marcus Smart. <laughs> but no, Durant there, said he loved it. Is there a more uh, uh, feast or famine? I guess would be the the, the term I would use. Environment <laughs> is in it, college is basketball. It turkey Week. <laughs> <laughs> is it Thanksgiving. Is there a more uh, polar opposite? What, whatever the you know what I mean. A bigger dichotomy between uh, uh, an awesome well, environment and not uh, than Gallagher Arena, like. When that place is wrong, they're playing Kansas and they know they're going to win. They're going to get the Bill Self special, and Kansas is ranked number one in the country. The place is packed. It looks like the greatest environment in college basketball, and you're like, holy shit, that place is like, how, did, how does Oklahoma State ever lose a home game? Mm-hmm. And then you're, you you watch them like on a random Tuesday night, they're playing TCU, and you turn the game on, and it's just empty seats everywhere. It's very strange to me. I, I'm not trying to attack Oklahoma State fans. No, I'm not either. Um, Because I'm sure there are a lot of reasons. Two words, crisis actors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's part of the bill of self special. Yeah. He like hires all the the fans to come in for the the Kansas games alone. I don't know that the place like it's one of those arenas. That the, the atmosphere looks awesome, and I really want to see. I've never been to a game there, but I also don't want to commit to going there because I know that I'm going to pick the wrong game, and I'm going to go and just be like, this is terrible. What what was I thinking? So I don't know. I, I would like some answers on why this is. Because is, are we blaming the Thunder? Do you want to blame Russell Westbrook? Is yeah, it his fault? I think it's yeah. Or who, yeah, someone with the Thunder. Someone, yeah. Roy, what's that guy's name? Royce, whatever that writer that Royce, people get up. Yeah, people, oh, oh, get up. Oh, yeah. people always blame Oklahoma. There's like five Oklahoma people, so people point at one and they blame them. Mm-hmm. feel bad for those guys. My one thing on Oklahoma State just in general as a program, I hate that everyone has forgotten about Eddie Sutton. Have they? Are we talking? No one talks about him. I don't hear him talk. I mean, they don't talk about Eddie Sutton. They don't talk about John Lucas. Mm-hmm. They don't, I mean... I don't get the history of. We're Oklahoma talking about State. him right now. Well, so, I am. Yeah, I, but every time, every time it gets brought up, like I hear people bring up LeBron Nash or Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, uh, yeah. 
Like talk about Jamison Curry. Right. Talk talk about like early two thousands Oklahoma State. Talk that about was a Oklahoma fun time. State when they beat St. Joe's and Jameer Nelson, yes. Devontae West. Yes, when he was national player of the yeah. year. Talk about yeah. that. Two thousand four. Yeah. Talk about that. Um the the one note I had on Oklahoma State, I was I was looking through these. I bought all the preview magazines because it's it's funny to me to yeah, read. Yeah, my roommates. This. We talked were, about the, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're giving me like old man other. jokes about this. It was yeah. great. But the reason I buy them, and you're, we're in agreement on this, is that all these blurbs are like written by the uh, the basically way these these preview magazines works is like the people that write up the reports are like local people that they have like, an affinity for yeah, the team, yes. and they're very optimistic for the season these teams are about to have. But then the people who like place the teams on like what's going to happen this year are just like the national like are the the, the the national guys basically whatever um so, <laughs> who who went and read those reports yeah and, yeah. yeah right right so anyway i one of these magazines was, it was hilarious because the, the last the last statement and we we made this comment on the 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 last pod that we, we did with the preview pod about how people will say like if this guy can step up and this guy can step up and you're, you're talking about guys that got like five minutes a game you're like if this guy can average a triple double and this guy can do this then they're going to be a pretty good team so the oklahoma state there's this there was, it was hilarious uh, the last sentence in one of the previews I read said, like, if if X, Y, and Z can happen, if all these guys can step up, dot, 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 OSU could surprise some people, basically. And then you're like, oh, interesting. Sounds like Oklahoma State might have some. And then you look at, like, their predicted Big 12 spot, and it says First. dead last. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought, I thought they so said they funny. could do some things. Oklahoma State could surprise some people. <laughs> They're going to finish dead last in the conference. <laughs> it would be great if bold prediction that they just put will be Bill Self at home. Yeah. You know, yeah, that'd be, that would be State, an actual bold prediction. I would like uh, that. That's what we expect. That, yeah, instead of picking where they're going to finish in the conference, just be like, it doesn't matter. They're going to beat Bill Kansas Self Kansas will lose. Yeah, Kansas <laughs> will lose at Oklahoma State. Uh, moving on, number 73, Arkansas. Uh, I want to start by saying shout out to uh, Coach Rich, my strength coach. At Ohio State, um, strength and conditioning. I was the worst uh, uh, player he ever had in that regard. Like he did that. We do the before and after pictures. I was the one guy he didn't bother even taking an after picture because he knew I was a lazy piece of shit and was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to take any responsibility for your physique. Um, he just got hired to be the uh, the new strength and conditioning coach at, o- at Arkansas. Mike Arkansas Anderson. Basketball. Yeah, Mike Anderson. Great hired stuff. Him, so. Love Mike yeah, Anderson. Yeah, so we got an in with Arkansas. So I have a I have a connection to Arkansas now. Do you that's, think you would uh, answer? Do you think you would let us come what, work that, out? Oh yeah, yeah. We can work out. We can work out our Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He Perfect. Love, yeah. The, the one that co- coach Rich loved me because I could squat because I was like kind of fat. So like I had, I from walking around being, thighs. Yeah. Thighs. From being when you're fat, you have good legs because yeah. you just like you're you're basically doing squats every day of your life, right? So, um, I had I had really strong legs, and he he he's, he's an old school guy. Yeah, my legs are strong as fuck. He was an old school like military guy who like uh uh he 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 lo- he was he was a strength coach that loves squats so like the fact that I could squat did you ask him about blips and bombs yeah yeah exactly okay. he, he he was not along with, uh, with coach <laughs> like, agreed so I could squat like I I was a better squatter than I should have been so I like always had his respect for that but at the same time he's like you are fat so uh I I, I don't want to take responsibility we love fat so. people in this podcast um as for the Keep actual squatting. team uh uh lost Daryl Macon basically everyone yes. They lost six of their top seven scorers from That's a year ago. Yeah. And then I got a quote from Mike Anderson. He says, when you look at our team this year, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Which I... That's not good. You That's talked about good the previews where they, yeah. people try to act like they do know what will happen. I do like when coaches... I mean, because Mike Anderson's been doing great with Arkansas as a program in general, so he has... You know, he has room to be honest. There, there's, he doesn't have to lie. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Iowa a little bit later. Like, McCaffrey's like, if we don't win right now, right. I'm going to hurt someone. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, chill down. <laughs> like, Mike Anderson's like, look, we got a lot of stuff to figure out. Uh, this is my favorite note for them. Last year, they were a great three-point shooting team, remember? Mm-hmm. Macon, Barford, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. And uh, so they were 19th nationally in three-point shooting percentage. Uh, they shot 39% as a team. And they only returned one player on their roster, mm-hmm. Mark Titus. Mm-hmm. 
that has hit a three on their team. I Wait, swear to what? God. I swear to God. One guy. They have one guy that's made and, a three and he is, in his entire career? Yes. Wait, yes. what? <laughs> yes. 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 His name is Jonathan Holmes, mm. and he's a walk-on. I love it. Shout out to the walk-ons. Shout out. And yeah. I was like, that would be like at Ohio State, you know, if everyone, like after the yeah. first year he goes to the title game, if every single person left. And, they and were I was like, the one guy that came back. Mark, Mark, <laughs> like, I did the three-pointer last season. You think about that guy's pressure in practice. Like, I bet Mike Anderson's three. He's like, just get in the corner and hit threes. We got to hit threes. Because <laughs> Arkansas does not play defense. For people that don't know much about Arkansas, I mean, they give up a lot of points. I think mm-hmm. they gave up like 75, 76 points a game last year. They try to run with you. It's a little up-tempo, whatever, whatever. 40 minutes of hell, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's Arkansas basketball. And if they don't have the ability to score and shoot threes and keep up with teams and they they don't play good defense, then that seems like a, a recipe uh, for a disaster. Yeah. And that's why and, we have a lot of unknowns. And the SEC is going to be stacked this year. It might be the best conference. And I don't say that to even get under your skin about the ACC. I, the SEC might... It, Honestly, it's going to be very, very good. Whether they're the best, I, I won't care. Okay, I'll, I'll walk back the best thing because I don't want to piss you off, Tate. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It, however you want to slice it, the SEC is going to be very, very good this you year. Can, so. You can, you st- can, Kyle, we're going to pull that clip out in January. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, okay, we won't rank them. I'm not going to rank the conferences <laughs> right now, but I'm no, saying, I'm not going to rank the them. SEC, I'm going to tier them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tier, tier them. And at the top of the tier is SEC. <laughs> and it's a quadrant. And then, okay, there we go. We're um, good. We got to figure it figured out. Moving on, number 72, yes. I believe it was what we were on. God, we got to move faster. Uh, UNC Wilmington, um, we have them on there for one reason and one reason only. Your guy. Kaycock. Yeah. Devontae. Still there. Senior year. Is that how this works? Guys stay four years? It's crazy. I love college yeah. basketball. I love it. I think Devontae, he led the nation. For people that haven't listened to the program, this guy, Devontae Kaycock, has just been everything you'd ever want a basketball player. Led the NCAA in rebounds per game, 13.5 mm-hmm. last season. Coming back this year... He's on the Carl Malone watch list. Now, you're saying to yourself, can we get, can, I don't know what that means. Can I just stop you right there? Can, I don't either, really. Uh, can we get a better power forward? power forward? Can we get a better power forward to name an award after than the guy who has a questionable, uh, I don't know. Why can't I'm just he, saying in 2018, it's very interesting to name an award after Carl Malone. I think he, it should be the Danny Manning. Yeah. I mean, Danny Manning should be the power forward. Okay. I mean, Danny led a whole team to a national title and everyone loves him. Right. Carl I, Malone is like the guy that... I'm not really sure. You talked about like you see someone in a courtroom and you're like, that guy's guilty. Yeah. Like if I see Carl Malone, like with what he, I'm like, I don't know, but that guy's up to something. Yeah. You and know? as it turns out, he was up to something. And if you don't know what I mean, uh, just use the Google machine. Yeah. And you will find, uh, yeah. It's very, it's very, I'll just say that in 2018, it's very, very interesting that uh, we have an award named after Carl Malone. And I'm not even trying to be like woke right now because I, I don't know. It's just like, Mark Titus, you are awake. Are you sleeping yeah, right now? I know. It was, it was very, it was just, it's, just, it's an interesting thing. Uh, UNC Wilmington, what else can you tell us about them, Tate? C.B. McGrath. Okay. Uh, former assistant for North Carolina down there. Uh, and also, they had the hurricane stuff. So they have a little bit of oh, uh, yeah. New Orleans Saints, you know, 2005 vibe going on because they had to practice. They're America's up team. And, they're America's team. People yeah, are like we them. want, like we want good things to happen to Wilmington. I do find this the, interesting. Coach Calipari, man that played at UNCW. Yep. I didn't hear much from him talking about, you know, Ooh. like I, Ooh. thoughts and prayers. No thoughts and prayers. No thoughts. Yeah, Coach Cal. You you didn't did, did Coach Cal tweet? He did transfer from there, but still, no thoughts and prayers. Did he tweet thoughts and prayers to my former school? Because if not, what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go find that out. That could have changed everything, Cal. Yeah. You had the power. All you had to do is tweet thoughts and prayers. Cal, if anyone understands and the platform and the brand. Oh my god. You. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Um, UNC Wilmington, I had this thought, uh, we'll move on. Uh, they should just go by Wilmington. Get rid yeah. of the UNC part. Yeah. 
Just go by Wilmington. Make that the school. Like I, I go to Wilmington. I play for Wilmington. I'm on the Wilmington Seahawks. They've been really know. hurt by the Hollywood of the East thing going away. So I hope yeah. that they can. Uh, yeah. Come on, in North Carolina, bring the tax incentives back. Uh, moving on, number one seventy-one. Tree, no, we need it. Number seventy-one. The team that we talked about last week that started goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to the top. Uh, VCU. They are responsible, as we laid out, as Tate laid out with his brilliant conspiracy theory, they're responsible for basically everything going on in college basketball. I forget what the theory even was, but I remember at the time being like, wow, it just blew my mind. Well, it's just and, connect the dots. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Um, so they... Uh, uh, <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. VCU. Shock is smart coach there. He took him to the Final Four. That's pretty much, if you ask like the general basis of a VCU person, that's what they're going to say. They're probably not going to know that they're the mascot. They're basically UMBC... Like Ooh, what you would see will be ten years from now. Low blow. Oh, you know what I mean. Like well, low blow. Like, they're gonna VCU, grow. They're dude. gonna. They're gonna grow Holy into shit. it. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you you make programs off of one tournament run these days. Uh, VCU is great. They have one of the best rivalries. They have more than one tournament. They beat Duke. Eric Maynard beat Duke, of and course. then they went to the final. That's two tournament runs. 2006. I know. That's two tournament runs. I loved dude. it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so 2016. My question to you is: Do you know who the coach of VCU is? Mike Rhodes. Ah, oh, shit. Um. <laughs> I don't think people know Mike Rhodes. I and, I almost lived in Richmond. I'm close to Virginia. Okay, so, so you're close this to is it. Biased. So here's this my is question because I, I I genuinely don't have an opinion yet, and I need I need some help. I need some clarification. Are we are, do we believe in Mike Rhodes? No, because I was looking up Mike Rhodes. Um, I was looking up his his, his past. He's a Division three coach for nine years. Uh, he then becomes Shaka Smart's assistant, which uh, you know the Shaka again. We we've, we've we've made the the jokes before that like the Shaka run of ECU is is overinflated by one Final Four appearance that now that when you look back, you're like, well, I thought it was better than that. I thought they actually had more success than just that one, but it turns out kind of not. Um, then he goes to Rice for three years, is 47 and 52, isn't even 500 at Rice, and then he gets hired at VCU, and that's like that's his track record. He's a Division three coach, has a losing record at Rice, and then goes to VCU. And I'm not saying, I don't, I'm just saying, like, I look at that, and I'm like, I have some questions. So, do you believe in this man? Yeah, the answers are we're still trying to build off the Shaka Smart era, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a good formula for success. And do they still I, do, do they still have the Havoc brand? Is that still the thing for them? Yeah, I think their defense, right? The, the, well, yeah, they, yeah, but like that's yeah, that's not a good thing. We, we don't, don't do that. we don't want that. That that was Shaka's thing, like the Havoc thing. But I here's what I think. I think I mean we'll save Texas talk. I think. That Mike Rhodes could be whatever he is until Shaka comes back. Comes back, woo! With a vengeance. You you have so many VCU conspiracies. I love it. Shaka should come back. I don't disagree. He was perfect there. He just wanted to get his get the money and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go, go to go, Texas, get paid, come yeah, back. Yeah. Charlie Strong it. Yeah. There you go. Um. Anything else on VCU before we move on to the pick team? to finish seventh in the A10? I yeah, mean, yeah. the A, the A10 in general is such a fun conference. Like for people that really, if you are one of the you don't you probably don't listen to this podcast, but if you like hate the blue bloods and you're just like I hate whatever big time college uh, basketball, watch the A10. It's amazing. Great the A10, games. The A10 is like what co- is great is coaches. pure college basketball. Yeah, yeah, like the Bob people McKillop, that like yeah, these yeah. are great coaches. The people that go no, that go nuts for uh, all the 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 guys who stay four years and playing for the love of the game and all that stuff. If if you're one of those people, go watch the A10. That's the that's the best conference to follow for that kind of stuff. Um, number seventy. The best team in the country last year, Tate thought for uh, at least one game. The best player in the country. The best player in the country for one game. Fletcher McGee Mm -hmm. and the Wofford Terriers. Mm -hmm. 
I'll tell you a story, personal story about Wofford. I've only been to Wofford one time in my life. I was on a mission trip. I was driving back. This is when I was in high school. And we drove, the, the guy that was running the thing is like, I went to Wofford. Let's go to campus. I'm going to show you guys the campus. We, this is no bullshit. Uh, we drive on a street. It looked like a Ooh, cul-de-sac. That's a, that's a good place to drive. A cul-de-sac. And it's just like a building to the left and like a couple other buildings. We get to the end of the road and I assume we're going to like take a left and continue on campus. And we just take a right and then, we, we're, then we're out. And that's it. And they're like, that's the campus. That was Wofford. And so I, I'm like, how small is this place? Third small school in D1 Sports. And nice. it's literally just it's just a street. Take it right. There's a little breakfast place There's down also, to the right. Uh, I was I was digging through some notes, and I also found this note. Uh, they also beat North Carolina at North Carolina last year. I don't know if you had that in your notes. I had that in mine. Um, yeah, that was the thing that happened. For the you. record, uh, my roommate went to that game. That was the one game he went to last year. They lost. My parents were at that game. And I was at that game. Everyone said, <laughs> everyone said. That Wofford won. <laughs> no, everyone said that they were just, pulling. They're just <laughs> pulling. They're just pulling for Fletcher McGee. Like, the, guy, oh. the guy's lovable. Like, how could you I not pull I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but no. my roommate was at the game. My parents were at the game. And, folks, let me tell you, Wofford won. <laughs> no, they it didn't happen. They reported to me. We, we wiped the tape. It never happened. Uh, uh, never no, Fletcher happened. McGee, in all seriousness, best shooter in college basketball. He's um, amazing. Very, very good player. And it, he's so... He's so what's so perfect about him is that his name is Fletcher McGee. He's like this unassuming white guy, and and it, it just play, he plays into the straight. Like you can see him just like to, I've watched him play. I watched him in Carolina play Carolina. I, I watched I caught him like a couple other games last year. No, you didn't. But he, I swear I did because I, I <laughs> after after you watch him do that to Carolina, why would you not watch, try to seek this I'm man kidding, out? Fletcher. Calm down. I would be honest if I didn't actually. Well, I watched him a couple more games. Uh, but I he's, wouldn't. He just like uh, uh he feeds into that. Like he knows that people think he sucks and that's so brilliant he's this he, have you ever he, seen the disney movie luck of the irish you ever you ever heard of this uh yeah i've seen it a lot Tate. sure well it's a real thing what, what, I mean, let, let me let me behind this what answer do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes okay then yes and <laughs> it's literally the guy's story like in that game he just looked like he had like like a leprechauns and everyone was with him like angels in the outfield situation mm-hmm. he would just turn around throw the ball straight up in the air and it would go in and for that that's good news that's fun so yeah that's why uh i, I the, the other fletch mcgee point i want to make uh so last year, his shooting percentage, his shooting splits, 56%, um, 44%, 91%, I think, if, if I have if had my numbers right. It uh, doesn't really matter what he did last year. What matters is that Salim Stoudemire, as a reminder, 50-50-91 club, the Salim Stoudemire club, uh, which was, is just mind-blowing. To shoot 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line, 91% from the free throw line. Keep an eye on that this year. Fletcher McGee, probably not going to do it, but uh, maybe will. Some are calling him the watered-down Chris Clements. say. Yeah, <laughs> water down. Uh, no, he, he's a good enough shooter to do it, but uh, he's probably gonna have to shoot a shit ton, and then his percentages won't won't be as great. So, uh, moving on, number sixty nine. Yes, the, the team that you're most excited about. It could we could we could take this a lot of different ways. What was the way that we chose, Dave? <laughs> Tell the people. Cal State, Northridge, the Mark Gottfried. Yeah, the the team of destiny at this point. We as in planning, we said. We, I think we came up with like ten teams that had to be number sixty nine on yes. our list. Um, I mean, this we, was the we, most. Yeah, this, so many iterations. This was the most that we debated anything. Was like who was number sixty nine on the list, <laughs> and, and, and the we funny, landed on Cal State Northridge out of respect to Mark Godfrey's new position. His favorite, his favorite position on top. Uh, I will say this: when I got to number sixty nine on our list, and we talked about how I didn't understand, I got to Cal State Northridge. Uh-huh. And I erased it, and I said, "Why the did we put? You know, why do we put? Because you Cal- forgot Godfrey. I, I didn't know yeah. who. I'm like, why is this on my list? What is Mark Titus doing to me? This is making me upset. And then I realized I don't even care about the school. I care about Mark Godfrey. And not only do I care about Mark Godfrey, I care about his friendship with Lorenzo Romar. Mm-hmm. 
These guys both back California. They yep. used to be neighbors in Calabasas. You know Calabasas from the Kardashians. If you were here in 1995, you know it from Mark Godfrey and Lorenzo Romar yep. carpooling to UCLA every day together yep. to go win a national title. They're back. And guess who Mark Godfrey brought on his damn staff to win another national title? Jim Herrick, a man that won that national title as the head coach of UCLA. Guess who was there before him? Reggie Theus, a man that's been all over the map. Mark Godfrey said, get out of here. I'm done with that. Reggie Theus set the, he's basically built this program up so it's like, I know we can cheat. I know we can do this. And Mark Godfrey is here to say, I'm ready. Perfect. I'll take it from here. (laughs) Thank you, sir. And every single time he has had an interview since he's been there, and I did, I've been reading Mark Godfrey interviews. They ask him about the, the, you know, the, I'm acting like I can't talk about it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh. He had the same answer for that. He said, uh, and I quote, I don't foresee any red flags that I'm aware of. Oh, that I'm aware of. Nice. Perfect. The Sean Miller defense. Yeah. Always put something, yeah. a, prepos- a prepositional preposition. phrase can always save your ass. Always remember yeah. that. Yep. And that's what he's doing. It's perfect. They're ready. Romar, Gottfried, bo- both back. And and Mo Williams. People that don't forget, uh, before there was Kyrie Irving, there was Mo Williams for LeBron James. Mo Williams, his own staff. On Gottfried's staff? On Gottfried's staff. He's got Jim Herrick and Mo Williams. And Mo Williams. Oh, my God. We so, got to go to a game. No. And guess what? They play Pepperdine right down here in November. We're, November oh, we're 10th. Going. We're going. We're definitely going. Yes. 100% going. Yes. We're 100%. I will buy floor seats. I am painting my chest. Um, we will be at that game. I'm, I'm excited. As you can tell, I did a lot of research. Yeah, no, on this is, <laughs> holy shit, dude. <laughs> That's the only team you looked up yeah, on the whole yeah. list. I have no other notes. So I will be taking the podcast from here. <laughs> Tate, why don't you, Kyle, just turn his microphone off. I will be covering the rest of these teams. Uh, Mark Godfried shot 48% from the three-point line in 1987 at Alabama. I just wanted people to know that. The original he, Steph Curry. He invented the three-point line along with Steve Offord. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys. The NCAA was like, we're going to try the three-point line. Is it going to work? We don't really know. Are, are the players even good enough to make these? And Steve Offord and Mark Godfrey said, yes, we are. We will save basketball. So. Never forget that Mark Godfrey smacked Coach K's ass after Dennis Smith Jr. dunked <laughs> on him. One of the best moments in all of college basketball history. It really was. When we look back, when when the, du- the dust settles from this and like Carolina State's program gets nuked because, of course, it will because that's just like their lot in life. There's it's a just Cleveland like, State. Like, yeah. Yeah. Carolina and Duke get off with everything. Carolina State. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new quote. Carol- Carolina, Carolina and Duke get off with everything and then NC State gets <laughs> Get, gets nuked. Um, I hope I hope we all look back and we say that dunk of from Dennis Smith at Cameron was worth it all. It was it was, de- it was worth it all. No matter what happens, me. it still will always be worth it. So, um, thank you, Mark. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Uh, number sixty eight, Providence um, have been to five straight tourneys, zero Sweet Sixteens in that span. They are a team that is like perpetually on the bubble. Tate, it feels like always an eight uh, or a nine seed. Always an eight or a nine seed. The best seed that they've ever had in program history. I actually found this shocking. Wow. I looked this up. The Please. best seed that Providence has ever had. You want to take a guess? I'm going to say six. Five. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that kind of crazy? Like Providence yeah, I mean, is I'd like say a, Just the way you set it up is really yeah, nice. I said I w- six. Yeah. yeah. If I wouldn't have set it up, you would have guessed like three. I'm sure they had a three two or, two or one or, yeah. at some point. Yeah. No, the best seed they've ever had in program history is five. Yet they pretty unequivocally like have like a good basketball program, they've good win, history. They've they gone got, to five straight yeah. tournaments. Yeah, exactly. Five straight. It's Excellent. very. It's it's like crazy. They live in this. They're like the Indiana Pacers of college basketball. They're just kind of like they're always going to make it. They're always going <laughs> to. They're never going to win it, but they're they're in it. Yeah, so. and they're in games that you kind of remember. Like you remember like like Bintel in some of these games having a bunch of like some of the players too that that just kind of pop in your head with Providence. Uh, Emmett Holt 
Uh, a guy. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. Um, Emmett Holt is back. Uh, it's he, never good when I don't have the name of the person you that no you idea. brought. No, I'm, I'm like, well, I was gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you why you should you should know Emmett Holt. Emmett Holt is the guy who was at IU who oh, uh, hit okay. Devin. He was drunk or not drunk. He had been drinking um, and got behind the wheel and was like fucking around in a parking lot and hit Dev, hit his teammate with a car. <laughs> you remember the story? Yeah, I remember this. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, um, and then later he was again in a parking lot with like I think if I I, I re looked up the story, but now I'm forgetting again. I think there was like five guys in a car and they were passing around a bottle of vodka and Emmett Holt was caught like trying to hide the vodka or maybe like Thomas Bryant was I don't it was a whole thing. Anyway, he got kicked off the team at IU and transferred to Providence. And um, then last year he was hurt all year and then this year he's healthy. So there's I want the Emmett Holt report. I want to invent like a job that's like a hobby patroller and they basically just go around and they find those five people sitting in a car drinking yeah. vodka and they're like. Why don't you guys do something else and yeah. give them an alternative? You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, 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 something, right? I know. You guys want to play cornhole over here? <laughs> well, I remember at the time. Got this ping pong table. You guys want to play ping pong? I remember at the time when Emmett Holt got like, kicked off the team for this. I, I In my mind, like because I knew he got butt because he was underage, and that was like the big problem was he was drinking underage, whatever. But I remember like associating with that and thinking he tried to get into a bar underage, like something like that. And then when I looked up the story again, I was like, so he's just sitting in a car with a bottle of Like, who, who again, a dumb thing for a guy to do. Dumb thing for him. I'm not saying Emmett Holt was in any way right for this, but um, who's the guy who narked on this? Like, who's who's walking by and is like, no, it looks like it looks like some mischief going on over there in that <laughs> car. I'm gonna call the police. You know, like, come on, what are we doing? I don't know. Come on, Indiana. Like that guy's name was Kent Harvey. <laughs> what? You know who Kent Harvey is? No. Uh, he's the kid who. Uh, he's the kid who Bob Knight said, "Call me Coach Knight or Mister Knight." He, he he walked by and he said, "Sup, Knight." And then Knight grabbed his arm and was like, and then he got he got Bob Knight fired. Can we yeah. do a quick Bob Knight? We, we've yeah. been listening and watching old interviews from Bob yeah, Knight. We have been. There's no one. We're prepping for a Bloomington show by watching old interviews of Bob Knight. That man has never minced his words for like he, everything that he says. He completely a hundred percent feels and believes. Mm-hmm. And granted, boy, can that go some different places? But he definitely believes and it, has. it. <laughs> and and it has. It has. And it has. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. I want to bring up Diallo. We were talking about Providence. Okay. I like him. Alpha, great yeah. name. Alpha Diallo is going to come back. He averaged like 13 points per game last year, six rebounds. Mm. He's a six seven guard. I think he's like what people thought Hammy Diallo was going to be, mm-hmm. but he's like actually good. So yeah. Are they related? I don't think so. And, and I tried to find that out. And this Check is, Diallo? Yeah. Yeah. So I was getting upset because people, some people Are were people saying they were. Are people allowed to have the same last names and not be related? Is that a thing? I don't know. That's crazy. Ask Jason Williams or oh. Jay Williams or any of the other Williams in the world. Um... This is my name that I have on my list. What? David Duke. That's right. I is their about starting that. point guard that they brought in? I he, forgot about that. And he's actually good. And he's really, very, very, really good. good. He very has good. been described by Cooley loves him. So I was reading all the previous stuff. Cooley's like, he's a relentless worker, um, could develop into one of the best defensive players in the country. Like, give him this whole run and re- run around. So then I played the game. What will Google say? So mm. I'm like, let me just type in David Duke. Yeah, like and just, that's why your search history is that. Sure, Tate. Yeah, that's why. And then, it, and then mm-hmm. it comes up. You have to type in David Duke basketball Providence mm-hmm. to get to David Duke, which makes me think, go by Double D all yeah, year. Yeah, you got to change your you gotta name. You got to change your name, dude. You got to. You gotta, or just as, go by as, Duke. As Office Space taught us, he's the asshole. Why should I change my name, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the rationale? But yeah. at the same time, that's a big country. I don't a, know. Yeah. yeah. He, well, let's, let, same time, hey, let's be frank. He's not going to change his name, especially yeah. with a 6'4 yeah. point guard from Providence tells him to. Uh, 
I think he's got to go double D's. I don't know. Do double. something. <laughs> I don't know. Double Figure, deuce. Hey. Yeah, double deuce. Something. Just go by your middle name. Go by. Do the Carl Anthony Towns thing. Because we're gonna have Anthony. to talk about him. I don't want to say David Duke. You can be the second. You can Providence. be the second human being in the history of the world after Carl Anthony Towns to hyphenate your first name after you go by one like. Here's my alternative. We don't talk about that enough. The go Carl- by Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> David Duke. Yeah, there you go. go yeah. Now you're Topher. Um, we don't talk about Carl Anthony Towns hyphenating his first name enough. That's it's it's a, we don't talk it's, enough it's about Carl Anthony Towns. It's absurd. Is not that great. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll save that for another pod. Moving on, number sixty-seven. Uh, another team that kicked North Carolina's ass last year. Uh, Texas A and M. They lost basically all their good players. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like a completely different team. So last year they were all big guys, basically. Robert not, Williams, yeah. Tyler Davis, yeah. yeah, and and DJ Hogue on the perimeter, who was like six foot eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably should have been a power college power forward, but like had to play the three because it's like we're stacked with big guys. Um, I still don't understand how DJ Hogue is not in the NBA. By the way, yeah, he was so good. I don't. I, it's got to be some sort of like mental thing bias against yeah. Texas. I don't know because every time I watch it, I was like, this dude is talented as shit. So there's got to be some. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so now they're going to be complete. They lose all their big guys. Now they're just going to be basically a team of a lot of inexperienced guards. Uh, Gilder's back. Um, he was hurt last year, right? Or he no, missed? He yeah, he, he missed. Yeah. He had that knee injury or whatever. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's that's Texas A&M. Do you have thought? Do you want to uh, talk about North Carolina getting the shit kicked out of them last year? Uh, I want to say Robert Williams got a trillion already. Uh, yeah, congratulations yeah. uh, to the Boston Celtic himself, Robert Williams, the the man that killed it with the windmills last year in the tournament until we went and watched him play and right. just got worked. Yeah, just got worked. Uh, Billy Kennedy, though, I liked what he was saying before. He was like. Again, I like to see coaches' quotes to see if they're upbeat or if they're like sort of passive aggressively like threatening their team because they're worried about their job. Billy Kennedy was like, "Look, we lost two guys to the NBA, three guys possibly to the NBA because he's talking about DJ." And he was like, "We're going to play a smaller, faster lineup. We're going to have guys shooting threes. We're going to be like Villanova. It's going to be fun." Yeah, they're going to be like Villanova. And I was like, "I was like, I'm all good. I'm all good. What? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Going to be like a you know." Villanova, a little bit of Villanova, <laughs> a little bit like Villanova on offense, Virginia on defense. Have we're you guys be, seen this guy Steph Curry just, play? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're trying, we're trying to do a little that. Think of the '96 Bulls and sort of the <laughs> modern Warriors, little a mashup of that. That's what we're going to be. Nelly Ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, number 66, Iowa. Um, Iowa is interesting for this reason and this reason only. Fran McCaffrey. Who is is he? He's got to be the best yeller in college basketball, right? At this point, is yes. he number one for you? I mm-hmm. mean, Frank Martin, I think, has kind of mellowed out. Frank Martin made the Final Four, chilled out, telling stories about his mom and his wife, like how he how he asked his wife out like thirty times before she said yes, and all you know, like he kind of had that. You, you remember this? <laughs> yes. Okay. Everyone No, no. Everyone there was like, "Hey, what? Frank. Hey, <laughs> yeah. wrap it up." Everyone in the wrap it up box, they're like. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> It's a uh, yeah. Remember, stalking women is is romantic if it works. <laughs> if it, <laughs> it ends works. up working, if yeah. it works, it's romantic. If it's not, it's a little creepy. Uh, anyway, he has all that, so he's kind of like he's still got the yelling, but he's not he's not a, a true blood yeller anymore um, because we saw the softer side as Frank Martin. So the the title has fallen to Frank McCaffrey, who now is firmly on the hot seat. I want to say yes for me. I assume Iowa fans. As well, um, and that's what makes Iowa interesting this year. This is how you know he's on the hot seat, and this is what quotes will show you. They ask him. They said, "Fran, it's a little bit of a rebuilding year for you guys after last year. What do you what do you say to that?" Fran goes, "It's resetting." Yep. Not rebuilding. As we all know, historically at Iowa, we don't rebuild; we reload. That's our that's our mantra. Never forget, Iowa was ranked third in the country in 2016 in late January. 
They then go five and six down the stretch and get a seven seed and get blown out by Villanova in the NCAA tournament. Never, they, they were they were ranked third in the country, which is a really really bad draw. They also, to play Villanova. was that the same year that they beat Carolina in the uh, ACC Big Ten yes. when Mike Giselle yes banged out yeah when in Chapel Hill when Marcus Page was we like got, they scheduled that game because Marcus wanted to play his home state yeah and then, Mike Giselle banged out on guess uh, what he yeah. lost so maybe we don't do that anymore um <laughs> just kidding everyone that's upset about that McCaffrey they're asking about last season he said it was very humbling and he said you couldn't be satisfied with it. Anybody, mm-hmm. especially our players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the, there, I've never seen someone just on. go after it. They're just, but there is good news, Tate. Oh, God, Iowa so basically brings everyone back. So if you loved what you saw last year from the 14 and 19 Iowa Hawkeyes, I have fantastic news. They Tyler, brought them all back. Tyler Cook is back. <laughs> they brought basically everyone back. So they did. Be the one plus for Iowa, they lost to Michigan on that last play in overtime, right? Wasn't or wasn't I don't even remember if it was over. They lost to Michigan in the tournament. Yeah. And Michigan goes on to win and then obviously makes it deep in the tournament and, and uh, has this great you know, all this stuff happens. But Tyler Cook after that game, he said he was gonna he was non-committal, didn't know if he wanted to go back to Iowa. Now they're all back because I love how when you try to test the waters and then the waters say no. Get the f out. Yeah. yeah, like you. You then you're like, I really just want to come back to school, and I love the campus, yeah. and I'm like, happy yeah, right. to be back. You know. So he's doing that whole routine, which is good to see. They added this guy, Joe, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but they described him Joe Wisecamp of Muscatine, like as if he was like of a like a fiefdom or something. Like, but apparently in Iowa, that's how you describe. Like he's people. an outlaw. Yeah, like, like in the Wild West. And you just like, like if you meet someone in Iowa from Iowa, you're like, oh, there, right he's there. From, that's Mark Titus of. Ames. Or he's from the Bible, like Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> that's <what I> was <laughs> thinking, yeah. that, dude, that's basically how he was described. McCaffrey didn't say anything nice about anybody except for this one guy, Joe's, Joe Weiskamp. Uh He said he's no ordinary Joe. Which I guess is a joke. Uh, he said Joe's been terrific, very professional in his, in his approach to working, to listening, figure things out, very competitive, really locked in. So I believe that Joe Weiskamp of Muscatine mm-hmm. with the Iowa team, a guy that was apparently a legend in Iowa basketball, like for the state, coming in as a freshman, looks like nobody. Looks like a Jesperson type, you know, like a mm-hmm. how does this guy play basketball? I think he's going to come in and Iowa basketball is back. I believe. In this kid, just because he was described is, again as Joe Weiskamp of Muscatine, is Utah 2.0? Yes. Yeah, I believe. I, I actually like the Iowa team because they're all coming back. Like Tyler Cook is good. So when we do our previews, the next, Big Ten is not good. When we do our previews next year, is Fran McCaffrey coaching Iowa? Yes. Wow. Pull that clip, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, delete that. <laughs> uh, uh, number sixty-five, Boston College. Um, the upset special last year in the ACC. They beat Virginia, right? Yeah. They beat Duke. They beat Duke in December. In December. That's what the Duke people were all tweeting at me. Yeah. Did you let people know that we lost to December? In December. Oh, because did, did they do like the, the a couple ACC games early in the year? Yeah, and then, because they have to, because there's so many teams in the ACC. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yes. The ACC's going to a 20 game schedule. It's ridiculous. It's, it, yeah. It's, it's stupid. The, the, the future of college basketball is like we, we play no non conference games. It's all the conference schedules are. You play what do you 40 mean the future? Games That's Coach yeah, K's <laughs> now. That's his boy dream. Today, yes. Um, Boston College, you lost Jerome Robinson, but basically everyone's back, right? Four, I think four starters are back, yes. including Kai Bowman. Kai who Bowman is the, is the, the guy. One. He's mm-hmm. the guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Boston College. Like, I want to be sort of optimistic because it does sort of feel like the program has this momentum going. But at, we, we've talked about this, I think, off air more than on air about it, probably. The ACC is just like too loaded. And I, I don't even say that as a Big Ten fan who's like really frustrated that the Big Ten isn't as good as the ACC anymore. But I just say it as like, Someone who wants to see programs like Wake Forest and Boston College and if Rutgers can be in the Big Ten, Boston College. I want to see these. I want to see these programs like 
have room to grow and this is not going to happen in the ACC. That's my fear with Boston College is like they're on the right track, but like you, you're going to hit an obvious wall when you're in a conference as loaded as the ACC. So do not fear Mark Titus because the money is coming Ooh, for Boston okay. College. So there are two things that are pretty unassailable in society from what we've learned in the recent weeks. One, college basketball. Not going to go away, no matter what the FBI wants us to do. Number two, the Catholic Church. Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated. Boston College, guess what? They got both. They got both. So this is what was just announced. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. The two, I know I'm the not two wrong. institutions in this country that, that are unassailable. No matter how much they fuck up, people are like <laughs> they're just like well, I they don't shrug know. their shoulders like what can we do? They're like, I gotta go on Sunday. I gotta watch them play Tuesday night. I don't know what you want me to do. They have created this campaign. And mm-hmm. it's called the Greater Heights Campaign. This sounds like something that was made up in a movie. They've it's a hundred and fifty million dollar idea. Pretty day of giving. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> basically, the idea is we're Boston College, we're Catholic, and f- you. <laughs> and so that's, a, that's pretty. That's pretty much what they're saying. They got 150 million dollars, and they are like, we are gonna make some cash. Like we're gonna win some shit, and we're gonna we're gonna win some games. Jim Christian is a great coach. I like yeah. what he's doing. I like who he's brought in. Kai Bowman was awesome. He gets all these under the radar guys, and then he makes them, you know. Play, play up to their potential. This guy they're bringing him, Jarris Hamilton, who was like a big recruit. Uh, he's from North Carolina. Uh, he dominated Cam Reddish when, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and he's basically been blowing up recently at like 32 points against Oak Hill, and everyone's like freaking out about it. But he's going up there. He'll be a freshman. He'll be good. Kai Bowman will be good. And then they have Chris Heron Jr. And Vin Baker Jr. Yes. And people, yeah. we, I think everyone knows Chris Heron's story, at right. least like the, the gist of it. Basically, amazing player at Boston College, right. like had the drug problem, did the big 30 for 30. His son is there. Jim Christian is known for kind of taking, like Kai Bowman was a football player. Right. And he was like, why don't you just come play basketball for mm-hmm. us and it'll work out. You're a good kid and it'll work. And now he's like one of the best players in the ACC. I think Christian is like a guy like Chris Heron Jr. could get minutes. People will be excited. He's apparently pretty good. So there's a lot of exciting stuff in Boston College, but mainly the $150 million. That's the reason the Catholic Church and college basketball. Yeah. What is the $150 million? They are just like investing that in the athletic. Like basically, they're like they made they had this mission statement. That's I mean I don't even know it's it's the first in program history, largest of any ACC institution. Basically, where they're like we're gonna have $150 million to ball out. To ball out. That, that's pretty much what it is. It's the Purdue Day of Giving. That's all you have to say. Yes. <laughs> and you don't even ask. Yes. Yeah. It's, they uh, need a better name. Greater Heights sounds yeah. like a shell yeah, company. Yeah. That sounds it's money laundering <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. It sounds like either Bruce Wayne and Batman <laughs> right. came up with this or a shell company. Like, so you, there's really no in between. Uh, number 64. Holy hell, we're only on number 64. Um, we got to go faster. Uh, St. John's, Chris Mullen, without looking, what season is this for Chris Mullen? What number season is this? Four. You looked. Um, <laughs> is it four? <laughs> My exercise. I, have, I swear I have, to God, you told me yesterday I, I, it was five, so that's uh, why I said four. I was lying for the good of the bit. He's in his fourth season. Uh, he. Did you ha- set me up yesterday? Yes. <laughs> Did I say it was his fifth? Yeah. Is it his fifth? No, I'm, no, I'm sure. Myself. Um, no, I th- I'm pretty sure it's his fourth. Uh, but I was going to say, it feels like he just got hired. I, it, feels like he yeah. and, it feels like he and Patrick Ewing got hired at the exact same time. Chris Mullen should do what we talked about in the last podcast. He should open yeah. up his press conference yeah. as if it's his introductory this press conference. This is his conference. first year. Yes. Because he's got the, he might have the best backcourt in college basketball. No lie. I'm not even saying that to make St. John's fans feel better about themselves. Shamori Pons, definitely the best point guard in college basketball. And Purdue fans are going to be upset for me to say that. I say Purdue fans, pump the brakes. Carson Edwards has not even played a game at point guard yet, so calm down. 
Carson Edwards would probably be the best point guard, but we don't know that yet. He's a shooting guard, so calm down. Let's wait and see what, mm-hmm. what that he's looks like. He's a combo like. guard. Yeah, he's a combo. He's a classic combo. Classic combo. Um, but St. John's, uh, they got Ponds, but they also got Heron from uh, Auburn, who uh, transferred from Auburn, was granted eligibility. Mustafa. Yeah, and so that's all great for St. John's, but now Chris Mullen sort of running out of excuses, but also he took St. John's to the Final Four in 1985, so he's— not really on the hot seat. He's old Big East. Yeah, he's You're old Big East. Yeah. You're old Big East. Like, who so, cares? So, uh, I don't mean to say that. I just mean, like, if Chris Mullen, if if we're supposed to believe that he is bringing St. John's back, this year is a big moment in time for that narrative. For the record, we'll I saw Chris Mullen in Vegas when Team USA was down there. Yeah. He didn't seem really worried about anything. So Of course. And, I, and like I said, I judge people by their quotes. Chris Mullen that day, very loose. And when we asked about Shimori uh, Pons, he said, yeah, he'll probably be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he'll be good. Well, what's <laughs> his name? Is, what's his name? Is uh, oh, pa- oh, is, is he on my team? Pons? He's, okay. he's back? Yeah. He's back? Oh, right. okay. Wow, yeah. We yeah. want some more. We want some It was funny. More. I was I was trying to look up Chris Mullen's contract situation to uh, just just to know. Just to know, like, is there any world in which, like, maybe he would... I don't actually think he should be fired or would... I don't, it, I don't know. I just... It, it, it's never it's never the wrong move to have more information, right? So I was trying to look it up, and I came across all these, uh, these, these headlines from when he was originally hired... And it was, I didn't realize how much people hated the hire at the time. I mean, like, it, it's obvious it's why. It's New York. Everyone it's hates obvious everything. why. But uh, they, everyone was, like, uh, uh, made sure to throw in there, Chris Mullen, comma, who has never coached basketball at any level, comma, was hired <laughs> by St. John. <laughs> and Chris Mullen's like, exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, exactly. He's like, remember in 1985? Uh, yeah, oh, like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, then they like delete it. Like, yeah, Chris Mullen, <laughs> comma, who took the yeah, yeah. <laughs> St. John's in 1985. <laughs> Final four. Um, so, yeah, that's the St. John's report is like they have they might have the best backcourt in the country. College basketball, all of basketball is guard dominated now, perimeter oriented. Um, so, yeah, let's see what happens to St. John's. This and year. we should give one note on Mustafa. He was at Auburn. He had a family situation, I think. Yeah. And so the NCAA granted him a waiver to go back closer to home. Right. Yeah. So that's how it all worked out. Yeah. Because I think some people, like, people like Coach K would be like, I mean, there's the problem. Graduate twin, you know, yeah, graduate right, transfer right. Yeah. thing. Like, yeah. people were trying to bring that up. Right. Uh, he was actually a situation where Chris Mullen was like super cool about it. He was like, yeah. oh, I'm just happy that it worked out for his family. Yeah, I was like, yeah. again, Chris Mullen's the coolest. Why would you fire him? <laughs> Even when they do fire him, he'll probably just be like, word. <laughs> <laughs> that will be his. It's like, I'm out. That will be his one word statement. <laughs> word. Statement. <laughs> a statement has been released by Chris Mullen in response to his firing. Word. <laughs> word, period. <laughs> and then he, he sashayed uh, out in his sweatsuit and uh, kept his life going. Uh, uh, the point guard situation. I wrote an article about this like a couple weeks ago about how the point guard situation in college basketball is not great this year. So uh, that's another reason to be optimistic about St. John's. So we will see. We will see what happens there. Uh, moving along, number 63, BYU. Um, this was sort of shocking to me to discover this. BYU has missed the last three tournaments. Yeah. It makes sense. As I think back on it, I'm thinking I'm putting myself in position of watching each of those tournaments. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember BYU in the tournament. It's because they're not there. But uh, just the idea that BYU has not been to a tournament in the last three years, is uh, it, it doesn't feel right to me. It does feel like this year they have a real good chance because they have a bunch of good non-conference games. So they open the season against the Must Bus, yeah, which is great. As far as just people having eyeballs on BYU, I, that's sort of how I feel a lot of this plays out, which is unfortunate. But being able to watch that first game, people will want to watch Nevada. They have uh, who? They have uh, they, they have Hawes. Yeah, they, Hawes is a junior, which is like yeah. 
people that love to make Perry Ellis jokes and shit. So TJ Hawes is the mm-hmm. junior. His brother was Tyler Hawes. He was on the team for four years or whatever. Forty. Um, yeah, it felt like. But the fact that like there's a, there's been a it feels like there's been a Hawes on BYU because there probably has for like the last decade. It's incredible, and he's only a junior. He's going to be on the team next year, probably. Can you take your mission? Uh, this is a, just an existential question about Mormonism. Quick, can you take your mission? Say you have a bad freshman year, right? I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, you can just be like, All I'm pretty right, sure. I'm gonna like, go take two years. I'm pretty ago. sure you can play one year, and like the NCAA will allow you to like just be gone for like two or three. Didn't Stillman White do this with Carolina? Of course, yeah. yeah. Then he came back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. But yeah, so I'm I'm asking more so like, <laughs> <it was> ridiculous. <laughs> could you take your Mormon mission and then go down to like Florida to IMG Academy? And just get nasty for like two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get like nasty. And then you just come back and they're just like, is this guy been, where have I'm you taking been? My mission to IMG Academy. I'm taking, my, yeah, I'm taking my mission to IMG Academy. And then you come back two years later and you just run college basketball because you, you're like 23 years old. You take your mission to like, to, to play for the Carlton Ravens in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to Canada. Yeah. Come play back. for Carlton. Um, my, my other note on BYU, Eric Mika should have been a senior on this team. Do you remember him? Yeah. He dropped 29. For those who don't I remember, remember you making fun of me that I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Dude, Eric Mika dropped 29 and 11 on Gonzaga when Gonzaga was number one in the country and had and 29 and 0. I yeah. think they were undefeated at the time. Yeah. It was at Gonzaga. He just fucking balled out. And then that was the year Gonzaga went on to lose to Carolina. Yeah, and Karnowski, yeah. Collins, they were nasty Jonathan shit. Williams. And this dude yeah. single handedly beats Gonzaga, the best team in the country that year, um, at Gonzaga. And then he goes to the NBA draft and the NBA says, we're good. Thanks, Pass. though. Thanks anyway. So if he would have stayed at school, he'd be a senior right now. BY who? Yeah. Pass. He'd be a senior right now. I wish he'd so be that's, there. That's, uh, that's my what if for the day is the what if Eric Mika was a senior right now and was coming in to, yeah. He'd be like Mike Dom. Like him him versus Mike Dom would be like the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And that's why we're the ABA. We're the amateur basketball yeah. analyst because we just said Eric Mika versus Mike, Mike Dom would, would be the, the most fun thing. game you could ever watch. And yeah. people are like, "Who? I would need to what? Con- I would need to consult my doctor if I if I watch that game. Put it that way." Um, number sixty-two. In in a climate of FBI bag dropping and what have yous, uh, this man has has flown under the radar. He is not a blip. He is very much a bomb. The, the radar exists. He is very much under it. But uh, I'm not exactly sure why. Rick Stansberry he's at U-boat. Western Kentucky. He's definitely a U-boat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's like yeah. a big, big U-boat. Like, you're just like, don dog. He's you found a way to not be detected by radar. Um, <laughs> Western Kentucky. <laughs> they're just what waiting, can you they're, say they're, about they're Western Kentucky? They're waiting for big enough yeah. of a splash. Like, they're looking down. They're like, oh, we'll see. Let them go for a little bit longer. Uh, Rick Stansberry is, first off, to just June 2018, Rick Stansberry hires a man onto his staff, and everyone's thinking, what are you doing, Rick? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you can... Did you not see that the FBI... This started last year. You can't right. do this. He's like, well, this guy, Charles Bassey, who's a five-star and who's going to come play at my program and who didn't take any phone calls from any other school, he went and visited Louisville, but that was like, you know, it's Louisville. We know what that is. And he comes here, and his guardian now is on staff... At Western Kentucky. Mm, interesting. This was announced in June 2018. Interesting. So it's one thing if this was like last year or whatever. So he brings them on. People are asking the questions. And they're basically just like, yeah, this is what we, this is what it is. They don't care. Charles Bassey's going to be a top The funniest 10 thing pick. about Rick Stansberry to me is that he is the one guy I feel like college coaches around the country have no shame in throwing under the bus. Um, they won't necessarily do it publicly. But like it is – he's like the one guy when you ask coaches like – you, you do the candid. I think it's the CBS guys do like their little candid coaches thing or whatever. Any, 
it's like the worst kept secret. Like every single coach was, they, they got the code of silence. Like I'm, you know, we we know they're paying players, but I'm not going to really tie. It. I don't. But isn't that journalism? Like when, but when Stansberry is the one guy that they're like, oh yeah, Rick Stansberry, yeah, he's paying guys, yeah, but, of course. But <laughs> say, say, say you're at, you're you're at Bill Self's press conference, and he's like, I have no idea. I have no idea about this. I have never heard yeah, about this. Right. I, you need to calm down. I'm yeah. Bill Self. You know, getting all mad. You're like, hey, hey, Coach Self. What about Stansberry though? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's like, yeah, he cheats. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he does cheat. You're right. But there, Stansberry, there he is. The way that there he is. I, I think I think the thing about Stansberry here's my, here's my theory. I think Stansberry is is the last of a dying breed. Uh, he is an old school cheater. He is. I think he's a true bad guy. Yes. I, like it wouldn't surprise me if Rick Stansberry actually puts cash in du- duffel bags, and that's how he does it. It wouldn't surprise me if Rick Stansberry he's, just gives it out in the open yeah, he's and not smacks trying, you with it yeah. when you try to talk about it. He, he operates at the same plane that Sam Gilbert operated on. Like that's that's his yes. way of going about it. And the whole the whole <laughs> Sam Gilbert in, was a head coach. Yeah, he it'd be Rick, Rick Stansberry. Stansberry. The whole move of like tying in shoe companies and promising houses and like he's like we don't play that. Like here's some cash. You want to yeah. come play for me or not? <laughs> <laughs> he's like you can have all these diversions or yeah. I can just give you cash. Yeah, and Bassie's family's like. Yeah, cash. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cash. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. My God, we're taking forever getting through these teams. Let's let's, let's rip some off. Let's uh, rip some off. This one number, I don't care about. Number sixty-one, Oklahoma. Trey Young. Trey Young's gone. Kadeem yes. Latin's also gone. They, yes. they have Brady, literally Larry Bird, Manic, who Oklahoma fans kind of hated last year. Like I thought he got a bad rep because he got cold at the end of the year. Yeah, and he and Trey Young were like. Throwing perfect pass, Trey Young would drop sweet dimes, and then Brady Manick would blow layups. But like, I don't know. Learn to love the kid. He's gonna he's gonna make it rain from three. Like he is what he is. And he put on fifteen pounds of strength. Yeah, of, muscle, of all muscle, muscle, of rock all hard strength, muscle, yeah. rock hard, tight, nice, tight, lean bulk. muscle, just bulk, Brady Ugh. bulk. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we don't really need to say much about Oklahoma. They were ranked fourth uh, on on January fifteenth last year, and then went four and eleven to finish the year. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think Lon Kruger won't admit it, but I think he's kind of almost happy that Trey Young's gone now because he was like he realized at a certain point last year where he's like, I have no control over this team. I'm just riding the Trey Young roller coaster and we'll see but, where it takes me. But again, Lon Kruger is in and a situation he where he can relax and chill because you got Trey Young succeeding as a rookie and you got Blake Griffin up for MVP. It's perfect. Uh another team we can rip through, uh number sixty, Utah. Uh uh lost to Penn State in the NIT title game last year. Larry Kostoviak, uh one of my favorite Human beings that no one, no college basketball fan actually knows about. Um, but he he is definitely a grab a beer at the bar, shoot the shit with you kind of guy. Um, and uh, I like him for that. So that's my comment on Utah. Yeah, I love Utah basketball. I think they're a great program. Uh, they've been around for a minute. We're going to get Andrew Bogut. They have on been this. around for a while. We're going to yeah. get uh, Andrew Bogut on this podcast to talk about uh, Utah basketball. I've, t- I've told the Kristoviak story before, right? That I was I was in his hometown in Bumfuck, uh, Montana, and um, I was on my I was on a road you trip. Just got a season assist from Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my word. I was I was going to Canada, and I stopped. Did I tell you the story? And I I, I stopped at a, a tell ti- the people a tiny ass town in Montana, just because it was like I was I drove like twelve hundred miles, and I just needed a place to stop. And I go to the I go to this bar. I mean, it's like a it's like a flashing red light type of town, right? Mm-hmm. It's just and there's a bar on the corner. And I go into the bar, just wanting to have a beer because after a long day of driving. And David and there's Duke a guy there. there's a guy in there that's just causing a ruckus. He's just like he's a loose cannon. Like everyone loves him. All the local like the bar is kind of crowded. Everyone's loving him. He's 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 losing his mind. He's like knocking glasses off the bar, but like the bartenders don't care. They're just like oh. Oh Rick, you're at it again, and they like sweep up the glass. I'm like, this guy's a, a loose can. Anyway, this guy buys ends up buying me a, a round. He's like, hey, we're, hey, buddy, you, 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 you we don't, I don't recognize you. Where are you hey, from? Hey, McMuffin. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so he buys me a beer, um, and then he he goes, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "I'm from Ohio. I'm driving up to Canada. Uh, I'm just I'm just stopping through for the night." He introduces himself. He he says he's the mayor of the town. <laughs> it is the, and that folks it is, is democracy the and then uh, I was like what town is this and he says the name of the town and I look it up and then it says notable residents Larry Kostowiak and then uh, I tweet at Larry Kostowiak and he's like god damn I can't believe you're near my town like why would you do that and, hey, I don't know what he said but, that's so yeah. great because I always hear people say you know I think I've told that story people before, say it's not anyway. a popularity contest when it comes to elections and it's like it definitely is because yeah, yeah, that, that guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's, that guy's awesome. That's my mayor. Uh, anyway, Utah, um, they ha- they basically have an entirely new team. It said uh, they had. I, I was. I my research says they have eleven new guys in the program. That's not. That's not. But anyway, we're, we'll keep our eye on Utah. Again, I can't. I can't justify why we have them at number sixty. But who gives a shit? Let's move on. Yes, yeah, the Utes. Um, number fifty nine. Utes. Let's let's pump the brakes at number fifty nine, because at number fifty nine we have the Georgia Bulldogs, coached by a man. Named Tom Crean. That's right, folks. Our long national nightmare is over. Tom Crean is back. He is back in college basketball, Tate. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. I have. Uh, I was just pulling up my Tom Crean little list here. Tom Crean has said in his opener, "We're gonna win." And I think my favorite thing about Tom Crean is the enthusiasm that he brings to a program day one. And I think he- like it, it. Eventually, you get exhausted by it. But when he first comes, like Tom Crean in two years, like Tom Crean's the best. Tom like, Crean is going to be a fun run for Georgia for these first two years. Like he is going to yes. be at every event. Like you think gymnastics mattered before? Tom Dude, Crean's going to be at Crean every is... gymnastics event. He's going to be at every women's basketball. He's going to be everywhere on game, football games, everywhere. Tom Crean is going to work the. I mean, Athens will love That's him. That's what he does. Yeah, he works. He'll up. be at first Baptist Dude, Athens. Is, like he's no Pete Davidson. In the front row. He's Pete Davidson. He gets the tattoo. He meets the he meets the new girl for uh, a week, and he's getting tattooed. Like that's how he, he's like. I knew nothing about Georgia before last week, but I'm the new coach. So guess what? I love you, and I'm going to be here for 50 years, and I am going to start my family. Like I'm going to move my entire family down here. This is this is my life now. This and, is, I am. Georgia. And also, I was high when I got this yeah. tattoo. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to have Cream back. I I I thought he was really good actually at broadcasting last year. Yes. Um. So I'm sort of upset that he's not there. Well, but, we got the Romo uh, treatment. Got, Everyone yeah, loved him. Everyone, Everyone loved him because he was just. But then you got to get out. You can't if you that linger. Is true. If you linger, that is people true. get tired of you. They get tired of your stick. But if that you, is true. If you pull out, people are. But he was more. he was very very good at broadcasting last year. Um. But he's even better at giving us memes. So he's. I'm glad he's the back cream on the memes. sideline. Yeah. The we you invented and you, you championed 2017 cream. 27 cream. It did not it did edge, not work out. But, it, but, but did it, it did. But, did but it. it did. And that's the thing. That's what Tom Crean like even if it doesn't feel like it's working out, it is. Because the, Tom Crean's going to spin it and he's going to have a good attitude and he's going to be happy about like Tom Crean is a a good guy. A good man. Yeah, good he's man. a good uh uh yeah, the the Crenaissance happened last year. I think his broadcasting, he won a lot of people over. Uh he would he would call out plays before they happened. They'd be like, "Wow, that man's kind of smart. Like he saw this coming." Um He's like, "I played yeah, them last year." Yeah. So, uh the Crenaissance has happened. I think America loves him again. He's he's back on the sideline. We're excited for it. Um but yeah. I mean, my now, two, now now you have to go win basketball. Yeah, my with, two notes with a for, shitty roster like, in the SEC. Georgia basketball they're always going to have, like, one guy that's pretty good that people kind of— like Yante Maiden right. or Contavious Caldwell-Pope. There's going to be someone—Travis Leslie. Someone's going to draw—Trey Tompkins. Someone's going to draw attention to that program. But they just have to be able to upset Kentucky at home. Like, they need right. to get in that vein where they just do something every single year, like Oklahoma State does, where we're going to talk about them tonight, you know, and they get a little bit of buzz. And Tom Crean knows how to work the media, so it'll work out. 
It will work out. Speaking of work in the media, South mm-hmm. Carolina, mm-hmm. Frank Martin, mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier. This man's been on a tear. Uh, he has gone from basically viewed as uh, a mobster yep. in college basketball to now the loving family man that we all see in Columbia, coming South off, Carolina. Coming off a of Final Four appearance this year, right? Yes. Is that right? Well, yeah. Th- yeah. actually, this is his first year. Yeah, this at, is his first year first after year. the Final Four. <laughs> Last year didn't happen. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's riding high off of that. I looked this up. Uh South Carolina's Ken Palm offensive ratings the last five years. You ready for this? Can't be good. 131, 145. Now, I'm, I'm talking of rank, uh, just for, for context. I'm talking the ranking, like where they ranked. In yeah, terms, yeah. Not like they're— yeah, Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. These are rankings. They're, they're 131st in the nation. Yes. Is the first. Uh, 145th in the nation, 99, 91, and last year, 161. Yeah, so— And if you've yeah. watched South Carolina play, yeah. that checks out. Yeah. Because they, Frank Martin, and he said this, he's big on structure. You know, they have a great structure in place. They work hard. It's very, I mean, he understands blips or bombs, you know, he's military. And I think he puts in that nice structure. These guys play hard for him. But when you see they're off, like, it's sort of like the Virginia thing. When they need a bucket in a tournament, they had just, they had yeah. Thornwell and Dozier before. Those guys are NBA players. And that's why they went to the Final Four. Right? They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they have to have like one supreme exactly. talent to get there. Exactly. Because like Silva and like some of these guys that you know and you see, you're like, that's limited. But at least he's doing the right thing. Right. Like Frank Martin's a good coach. He's gonna you're gonna be in the right spots. He's gonna yell at you during the game, but he's also gonna love you. He he yeah. is like Bob Knight, 21st century. To me, he is he is the guy. Yeah, he knows how to like be tough, but also give you the little bit like no, 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 of love. Knight, Knight wouldn't give you love. No, I'm saying that he has modernized the Bob Knight oh, okay. thing of like I, got, I, I will you. I will yell at you in a game because I, I will you. put you down. Yeah. But then like after the game, I'm gonna sit next to you in your locker and just you know Knight, basically yeah, cry with you because Knight Knight wouldn't love anybody. Knight Knight just respected you. And that no. was the closest you, you got. You can't to love. be that anymore. It was like that, that I, I respect you, but yeah, I'm that doesn't work. But Martin is hard in the game. Very very hard on you. Martin, no telling what he's saying. Martin is like what, yeah. Martin is the epitome of like what we do with so many guys where we just like shit on players and then we're like, but I'm rooting for him. Yeah. And then you throw your arm around him and you're like, yeah. yeah the like, Matt look, Farrell. I mean, like, fuck the yeah, guy, but, but I love him. Yeah. I love the kid, but fuck him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the dyslexic, dyslexic version of that. Uh, that, that, is, uh, that, is, that is Martin. Um, yeah, not much else to say about South Carolina. No, let's the move SEC on. is good. Uh, that's, that's, that's a problem. The, the teams that suck in the SEC are going to have a very tough time this year, so. Speaking of the SEC, yeah, Alabama. Speaking it, of teams that suck, three SEC teams in a row. How about that? Yeah, who um, Alabama. Same sort of thing. Same sort of like vibe of of South Carolina. Like I think of Alabama. I th- I think of Alabama. I think of Cincinnati of the SEC. That's my that's my Alabama vibe. It's like they they have a brand. Is like we play great. Maybe I'm thinking of the football. You know what? I am thinking. I'm thinking of the football team. <laughs> we play great defense, and our offense is kind of boring, but it sort of works. Um, no, I think that's got to be Alabama's like. Uh, uh, their identity in basketball. That's what I want from them. They lost Colin Sexton this year. We should mention that. 19 um, points per game last year. So, yep. yeah. They, 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 got, they got Mac, the transfer from Texas. Mm-hmm. He's eligible this year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, it it's more of just like looking at Alabama. The interesting part of this and why they're on the list is you got Avery Johnson, who's interesting. And I like that Avery, Avery said in most of his preseason stuff that we think we're better as a team. Like last year, we may have had more talent. AKA we had Sexton, but he's like, well, I think we're better as a team this year, mm-hmm. just overall. Ingram, like all, all, some of those guys that you kind of you we all watched them play last year. Thought they had a chance. I mean, even the tournament, I thought they had a chance um, to maybe sneak a win. We we joked about that when it was happening. It's like maybe this athletic team could shock Villanova. You know what I mean? Right. But 
that's just kind of Avery has a bunch of good guys on his team. He's a good basketball coach. They have a real foundation, and they are like a real program now. Like Avery has a real program. People forget Avery Johnson uh, coached in the NBA Finals in 2006. Mike Dunleavy Sr. coached in the 91 Finals. Was the coach of the Lakers? I think so. I is, there anyone, is there I any other coach? I think it's got to be 91, but I, I can't do the years who else, on top of my head right now. Who else? Uh, uh, it's when Jordan, I mean, Jordan beat him, right? That's what it was. I mean, they beat yeah, Magic. Yeah, Jordan beat Magic. Yeah, 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 I think it was uh, 91. Who else? That's the first one. Is there any other college coach coaching in the finals? No. 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 So, anyway. That, Not that's Rick something. Pitino. That's something, yeah. Not uh, Calipari. Bring Larry Brown back. Yeah. Uh, moving on, number 56, another defensive-minded team. Uh, year three for Chris Beard and the Texas Tech Raiders. Red Raiders, I'm sorry. Uh, Raiders. So Texas Tech goes to the Elite Eight last year. Um, they 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 were really, really good. Like obviously they went to the Elite Eight, but I mean they were like knocking on the door of like one seed good, and then Keenan Evans hurt his toe. Um they they were they almost weren't they in position to knock Kansas off from the Big Twelve thing? Like yeah. weren't they that good? No, that I mean that was our they hope. Were in position. They were our one hope, yeah. They they like had the Big Twelve lead late in the season and uh then Keenan Evans hurts his toe. They kinda stumbled there, but they got it back, made the lead eight. Um Evans is gone, Zaire Smith's gone, Zach Smith's gone. Uh Culver's the only one that's back. Culver's like pretty Jared much the Culver. only one back. Uh so they they I actually do have justification for them at fifty six. Like, they're, we're getting closer to teams that we care about. I care about Texas Tech because I'm just interested. They have not made back-to-back tournaments since 2004, 2005, like those two years with Bob Knight. Good. Speaking of Knight, we've been talking about Bob Knight a lot. Um, so, yeah, this is this is interesting. Like, year three for Chris Beard. He's trying to build a program, trying to build a culture, all that kind of stuff. I think that is the goal this year for Texas Tech. I don't think they have the talent to, like, do any do anything special, especially when you're comparing it to last year going to the Elite Eight. They're certainly not going to be good enough to do that, probably. You never know in March. Could happen, but... Uh, they don't have the feel of an Elite Eight team. So I think the goal is just make the tournament this year, and you'll be happy if you're Texas Tech. That's my that's my thought. And I don't even say that condescendingly. I think, like, if you make the tournament, you should be excited about that and say, like, we now we have a team that's – now we have a program that's, like – And the schedule sets up for doing. it. They don't play a true road game. Beard's doing the Coach K. They don't play a true road game until January 2nd when they play at West Virginia. They're, they're, they're neutral side games. They play Duke in New York December mm-hmm. 20th. So you're going to get national – it's all visibility. Right. So you're gonna people are gonna watch you play Duke. There's a chance. I mean, granted, if you played like if Duke played at Texas Tech, you probably could beat him. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Beard will be fine. They made the Elite Eight. Now he when you do that at Texas Tech, right? You buy yourself three or four more years at least at without least. people caring. Yeah. Uh, he's bought himself. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're fine. Texas, but Texas Tech, uh, we're rooting for you. I hope Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, because they, they we 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 mentioned it on the last pod. Just all the they they hire all these has been coaches and and they've been trying to figure it out for so many trying to find some of the sticks hopefully they found some of the sticks uh number 55 wake forest a team that you love you've you've always had like a soft spot for wake forest well i mean and, I w- um, yeah exactly they're my second team yeah which i don't think wake forest wake forest fans i think they like it but then on the other side of it is like the fact that you're a carolina fan you have a soft spot for a, a team in your conference it's kind of a little like uh yeah, you you find them non-threatening, so that's why you like them. Well, and it's also, I mean, what what can I what can you say bad about Wake Forest? You know, you got Teron down. You could say Justin that Gray. three scholarship players come back from an ele- <laughs> a team that went eleven and twenty. You could say that Danny Manning might yes. not be the answer. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> these are all these are all talking points for the current team. I'm talking about the entity. Oh, okay. Okay. The entity, the Demon Deacon himself. Uh, I really like this team mainly because. They are a team that's been grooming this group of players, mainly Brandon Childress, Rand, Rand, Randolph Childress' son that will be a junior point guard this year. Jay Billis' son's a walk-on. 
So Bill, so the Illustrator is going to yep. be talking about him, all about yep. visibility. Yeah. Uh, and then they got this guy, Jalen Horde, who I talked to you about. I, I, had, I got a someone sent me a message saying that there's this guy that's a freshman at Wake Forest, it's a small forward that could be in talks to be in the reddish Zion, is zero little talk right. like when it comes to draft time, just the way he's been playing. And I told you that, and I you just did you just rolled your eyes. You're like Tate again thinks Wake Forest is gonna yeah. be good. I don't care. Yeah. And then I'm looking at all these mock drafts, and I'm just like looking at names. I'm like, okay, Nazir Little, you know Zion Williamson going down, going down. And then I see number nine. It's like Jalen Horde, freshman, six eight, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? He really yeah. is good. He really yeah. is that good. He's getting v- so apparently Jalen Horde is a guy that could really make some noise in the ACC. Another six eight small forward. They're all gonna be talked about. Uh, and again, make some noise means like. He's going to put up numbers on a 11 and 20 team. Yeah. I think that they are going to surprise some people in the ACC. <laughs> Just now, like Oklahoma State. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the guy can make the jump from 9.7 to 18.7, My but God. I'm not saying, make some I'm noise, not saying it. You know? Make some noise and surprise some people. That is a, you got any other canned um, ways of saying this team sucks, but I want. To, to appease their fans. I just want to say other? they were not involved in the FBI investigation at okay. all. So congratulations all right. to the Demon Deacons. Shout out to Justin Gray and uh, Vitas Danilou. All the good days. All the good times. Chris Paul, you're not getting a shout out. All right. We got uh, one, two, three, four left. And uh, th- this this pod is taking forever. Um, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. We got four left. Uh, number 54, UCF, the team that was picked to win the American. Um, and uh, for most people, they hear UCF, they think either Johnny Dawkins or Taco Fall. Both of them are involved on this team. And I guess I am reasons. most people. Yeah, you are most people. Uh, but there's more to them than that. They have B.J. Taylor, the point guard, who is good enough to win Conference Player of the Year this year. Yes. Um, he's, he's, he's very, very good. Averaged 16 points a game. Missed a lot. Like last year, I didn't even realize this until I was like doing research because like when teams stop winning, you just kind of like cast them off and almost don't even care why they're losing. Um, but UCF had like injury problems last year. Like Dawkins' son is healthy now, transferred from Michigan. He was out all last year. Uh, Taylor, I think he, it was a foot injury that had him out like That's the right, first yeah, half of the foot year. Injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, point is they were they were they had some health problems. They're they're healthy now. They are actually very good. It's not just that they have like UCF is not a novelty. It's not just that. A Coach K disciple is coaching a seven foot six guy, and that's why people care about them. They care about them because they have a very very good point guard. Uh, Dawkins' son is pretty talented. Um, had a decent year at Michigan the one year he was there. And, last and then Taco year, Fall is is actually a good basketball player. Like yeah. he's not just like some last year they act. got the preseason. Tw- I think they were like 24, 25. They got the hype last year, yeah. but then they had the injuries and it didn't pan out. So everyone's kind of forgotten about them. Right. But it's basically the same team as coming back that people thought they were going to be last year. So, I mean, they're a tournament team. So. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the they they were picked to win the American this the year. The Blake Bortles. They're picked to win a conference with Wichita State and Cincinnati and SMU. Um, Ooh, sorry, Greg. Yeah, and also East Carolina and Tulane. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like Tulane's that. not a joke anymore. Yeah, East I'm Carolina sure. is. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on, number fifty-three, Creighton. Um, they are on here for uh, I would say uh, the FBI investigation. A hundred thousand reasons that that they are on here. <laughs> And a lucrative job is why are they on here? Uh, I just want to mention that Preston Murphy is the head coach, or the not the head coach, the the coach at Creighton who was basically Brian Bowen Senior snitched on and said we were offered this. Um, still on staff there, he's the guy who turned his Twitter account private uh, 
uh, he he is still on staff at Creighton. Tate, is that is that something we should worry about? Is it not? Because I mean, Bill Self's still on staff at Kansas. That's that's the the big uh, takeaway from all. Did of this. he make like, someone oh, sit out uh, to take a spot? Because that's I kind of feel like Bill Self went up to DeSoto and was like, "Hey, man, you're just gonna have to take a seat on this one. I'm not sitting out." Yeah, and right. like he's like, "What'd you say, Coach?" He's yeah. like. Get out of here. Yeah. Yep. Get out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, give me the keys to your car. Give me the give me your house keys. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much the only reason we care about Creighton, though, right? It's just uh, to see what happens. I mean, because yeah. their team's not going to be good. They lost Marcus Foster. They lost Kyrie Thomas. Um, they they I, I saw seven of their scholarships are are for freshmen and sophomores. This year, so um, it's a young not team. Be, they're not going to be a great team, but they, they are, actually are rebuilding. But they are interesting. We are going to keep an eye on them. With uh, yeah, they it, they have a coach on staff who, yeah, is was because because the thing the, the the big difference between self and him is that this is the fall guy. President Murphy is the fall guy. He is the bag man in this operation. So self, we're wondering why is he still coaching? What's going on there? Because <laughs> self's pointed self, to Sosa. Self He's like, that's pointed, the fall yeah, guy. Self was right like, there. I didn't do it. You know, whatever. But this man is is the guy. So, but again, it's all technically it's hearsay. So he's probably yeah. And again, to point judgment, out, Rick Pitino but, had a point. That's why he was pissed. Rick Pitino could have easily been a fall guy sitting on staff waiting yeah. all this out, and that's mm-hmm. why he was upset. Exactly. Yeah. For the record, Rick Pitino's a victim. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two more teams. Number fifty-two, St. Mary's. The Gales. Uh, they lose. Nar, their point guard. Who was uh he was like up there in assists per game like he was he was, Trey Young led the, led the country I think he was second in assists per game um Randy Bennett if I remember right they lose Jock Landell but but fear not they have another Jock another uh, Australian Jock uh, Jock Perry is still on the roster and then they lost uh, Hermanson the guy most famous for wearing the headband and the uh, <laughs> the the glasses the Rex Specs the modern day Rex Specs um they lose all that St Mary's is on my list for this reason tape. They've won 29 game, 29 plus games the last three years. Nine of the last 11 years, they've won 20. They've had 25 wins in a season. Nine of the last 11 years, they've won 25 plus games. And you're wow. thinking that's kind of impressive. But then you realize St. Mary's plays a dog shit schedule every single year, which is why like they'll they'll win 29 games and not make the NCAA tournament because they have a dog shit schedule. And guess what? This year they have a dog shit set schedule. Who's the? Uh, they play Gonzaga. I'm guessing, right? <laughs> <laughs> they did schedule Gonzaga. It yeah. is funny that that really becomes a time every single year. It's like as soon as they get into those games when they're playing Gonzaga, that's when everyone kind of turns their like, heads. Like, let's see how good well, this St. Mary's That's team the problem is because they don't they, they play a shit schedule. So like the one chance they have to like show the world what they can do is against Gonzaga. And if they lose, it's, it's like, like well, it's Gonzaga. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> no, it's Gonzaga. They yeah. lost Gonzaga. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it about St. Mary's. St. Mary's is just... Uh, the Australian national team. The Australian we ju- national team. We, we talked about this plenty of times. But we're, yeah, we're interested in them. Only That's going to happen this year. They're going to win a shit ton of games. They're not going to be as good this year. I think this is a down year for by St. Mary's standards. They're still probably going to win like 24 games because their schedule's garbage. And then there's going to be the game against Gonzaga that we're all going to tune into and be like, oh no, is, is, is St. Mary's for real? And then that's pretty much it. They, they should just cancel the rest of the season. Just play Gonzaga twice and determine whether they make the tournament based on that. I just like to imagine Mark Few and Randy Bennett both being in Australia at the same time recruiting kids and then just looking at each other and it's just like the Spider-Man meme. They're like, no. Yeah. Like, this, this, no. Yeah. This, is my, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This, no, is, no, no, no. No. this is what we're doing. Yeah. He's like, well, f- I'm going to Japan. I'm going to Japan. I'm getting Hachimura. I'm going to Japan. It's like, well, I'll go to Japan. It's like, Few, Few covers suck. the globe, dude. Few goes to Europe. Yeah. Should go to South Carolina. Karnowski is from Poland. Uh, who else? Did? They had Sabonis. Yeah. yeah, Lithuania, right? Few's got more frequent flyer miles. He, For he, sure. he goes everywhere. Delta. Uh, finally, 
at long last, after almost, this is what, like a two-hour podcast? Yeah, I'm sweating. My God. Um, at long last, but not certainly not least, Florida State. Yes. A team that we witnessed the last time Florida State took the floor, we were at the game. Uh, they lost in the Elite Eight to Michigan. They were down by four. They did not foul to extend the game. And then Leonard Hamilton famously was asked by let, let's just play the clip. Wait. Dana Jacobson asked Leonard Hamilton. This is what we're about to hear. The, the 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 old Leonard Hamilton gets interviewed and asked, "Why did you not foul when you're you're down by four and the the game is clearly not over and you could have extended the game and maybe given yourself a chance and you just gave up? What happened, Coach? Take me through the final seconds of this game. Why didn't you guys foul? What are you talking about? Down the stretch there, the end of the game, the final seconds, 11 seconds left on the do, clock. Do you think that the game came down to the final seconds of the game? I'm asking you, though, why that decision in the final seconds of the game? The game was over. You didn't think your guys could get back in it, put them on the line you if they miss those shots? I mean, but 15 seconds, what were we down? Put them on the line, they miss a few shots. The, the audio cuts <laughs> off, but in the video, it, he's just like basically walking away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he realizes he can't walk away because that would be yeah. rude. So then he has to like come back. He got it. You know the J.R. Smith thing when he's like squinting his eyes and he's yeah. like, does it? He's like, what? Like, that's how Leonard Hamilton. It looks like he just woke up from a sleep and someone says something Dude, crazy to him. Like, that aliens first, came. He's like, what? That, what that what? first what is so goddamn. That's <laughs> so like, funny. What? We got we to gotta get that in the rotation, start playing that in, uh, more often for a reason. It begs because, the question should Dave Jacobson about? be the coach of Florida State? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. What makes that particularly interesting is that Florida State brings back pretty much their entire team from that Elite Eight team. Yeah. They got, like, everybody back. Pretty um, much. Pretty much. C.J. Walker transferred to Ohio State. Yep. But he transferred because uh, Forrest took over, like, the point guard duties and he wasn't going to get playing time. And we, funny and enough, we were I think we were next to C.J.'s family yeah, yeah. Uh, at the game, and they were going crazy about not foul. So they yeah, right, really right. Like, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him out of here. Yeah, we would get out. Uh, <laughs> and then they lost uh, – who else did they lose? Uh, Angola – Oh yeah, Angola uh, yeah. wrote us. Yeah, 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 yeah. They lost. They lost him too. But they got he's Ter- on the Magic. Yeah, right. They got Terrence Mann back, Kofor's back, Kumaji's back, Savoy's back, Forrest is back, MJ Walker's back. Like pretty much the bulk of the team is back. Um, and they went to the Elite Eight. They were very good. Your thoughts as the ACC expert in this operation? Florida State's one of the top tier teams in the ACC. Uh, when they know the the game and the situation and things to do, they can they can do really good things. Hopefully Leonard will be awake next, next time they're in the Elite Eight. Hopefully Leonard will wake up. I mean, and, and be ready for it. It was kind of crazy. What are you talking about? He was like, we covered the spread. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to play that clip. Like, <laughs> like well, one of us is like, like going on a monologue. Like you're, you're going on your monologue and then I just... Wh- wh- what are you what? talking about? <laughs> in your head. And I just can get completely lost because I'm just, I don't know. And then he doubled down in the press conference. And he goes and sits down and they ask him again about it and he gets real testy yeah. with them. So, I mean. That, what, that was the worst part about it was like, I mean, honestly, I kind of get his point of view that we, I, it, I didn't want to. It was right after. And maybe just, he thought yeah. it was Bush League. It was like, we're down. I didn't think we were going to win. Like, we foul them. They make the free throws. Then we, you know, like, I didn't want to play the game. Like, I knew we lost. It's over. Spread. But, yeah, it's spread too. Exactly. That, that, that was a. <laughs> There was, there was, uh, mob ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. It definitely yes, affected yes. the, because, the, the, uh, they did cover, <laughs> Leonard right? Go, yeah, Leonard goes in the locker room. He pulls out, uh, Maker's Mark, pours right. it, pours right. it in a Dixie cup. He's like, yeah, we did it well, again. Well, that's boys. what made it so funny was that he couldn't give a straight answer. He just couldn't give, like, uh, <laughs> here, here's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, f- 
I, Leonard Leonard is like so great as far as a character in college basketball for the ACC. So much fun. This was a really bad moment, and he's had so many great moments that I'm sad that this is going to live on. And we're probably perpetuating that by continuing to talk about it right now. But they did have a great year but last it's, year. We're, yeah. we're talking about, but it's not. They weren't going to win. Like it's, no. it'd, be, it'd be super embarrassing if like it was the Chris Weber timeout or. But it, it, <laughs> or something like people remember like you could have won the game and you blew it but they weren't going to win anyway it was just like you had a, a 2% chance of winning and you chose to just give up and it's like who cares I mean at the end of the day who cares it, it was just a funny moment it, it makes for a funny clip and that's what we love we love it Leonard so, you're the best that's it we did it 25 more teams I think that one only took like 2 hours uh, quad 3 part 2 yep one Shining Podcast. We did it. We knocked it out. I'm trying to think about anything that we really left out major of these teams. And we've already talked for two hours. So I think we're good. Uh, I think we're good. We will be back next week with uh, Quad 2 and Quad 1. <laughs> AKA <laughs> Part 3 and Part 4. Part 3 and Part 4. Um, yeah, but we're starting to get in. Next week we're going to do our top 50 teams in college basketball. And we're starting to get into the teams we actually are genuinely excited about. No disrespect to Florida State. Uh Little full disclosure, we put Florida State at 51 just so we could play the clip, just so we can end the show with the clip. Florida State, we do respect you more than 51. We just kind of... I respect you, bro. Uh, Anything else before we go? I wish we could get Leonard Hamilton to do a bro down against Frank Hayes, but maybe that's next season. Next season. We'll start start scheduling that stuff. Uh, That's it. We'll be back next week. Check us out. See you.